Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. You are now listening to the sounds of the great I will never come to this place again. Excuse me? If you tell a big enough lie and you tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. Hey, life up, bitch. There's a creepy PC thing out there that really bothers oh, me. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done you this. You both should be fired. Who the fuck are you? They highly offended me. If you think that's offensive. And here we go again. Another podcast. It's another Friday night and it's another show. It's Milk Crates and Motherfucking Microphones. I am B Sick Wonder Rye, Mr. Brandon F. Bomb Fry. And with me as always, it is your boy, his boy, their boy, everybody's boy. Plus soldiers boys, suicide boys, all the boys. We're here again. It's another fucking Friday. We made it. Uh, and we're here to bring you some sweet content tonight. We've got another fucking one of your guests. You might know, you might love him, you might know, you might hate him. Who knows? But as long as you're with us tonight to check him out, I appreciate your time. So this is Milk Crates and Microphones. Yeah. Milk Crates and Microphones. Again, like he said, we have a great guest coming up in about 30 minutes. We'll be doing a, a special talk, conversation, discussion with horrorcore rapper Mars. Mars. And we've been looking forward to this one for a long time, so I hope that you're going to ride with us and check it out. But here to do that with us, you know who he is. He's in that scene from now to infinity. He used to be JS3, but he now is Triple Sig. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, what is good? What is good? I'm feeling fucking good. It's Friday, Memorial Day weekend. Ooh. Kicking off Ooh. with milk Holy tricks and microphones. Can't, can't get any better than that. This uh, is the Memorial Day, Memorial Day special. Should we call it that, guys? Yeah. I guess I like we can that. give it a little Memorial Day special love. And uh, Memorial Day, remind me, Sig, is that where we honor the dead or the alive ones? Uh, we're we're uh, honoring the fallen soldiers. The fallen soldiers. So shouts to all the um, soldiers that gave their life for the most honorable thing in this world, and that's justice. <laughs> This, this is exactly what we're here for. Shout, out, shout out to justice. all the fucking armed forces. Hey, we, dead could, we couldn't be able to do this. Alive. Couldn't be able to yeah. do this without a lot of motherfuckers putting their life on the line. For real. Your so, neck on the line. For real. There's no uh, bullshit there. That's. This is going to be the Memorial Day special, and we do that with our boy Mars, and we'll be talking to him in, like I said, in about 30 minutes. But before we do that, we got to do something that we always do in classic milk crates and microphones fashion. We are going to do something that we like to call this week and motherfucking hip hop. All I got to say is a couple things here and there. You know, I don't say too much, but when I do say these oh, things, you be better so fucking know exactly so what you got. Don't hey, be so all I got to say is your boy over here, Gerald, Gerald Dwight Ellis III, born October 18th, 1974, one half of the fucking group, the Loonies, is your better known as your boy, Yuckmouth. Yeah, yeah. Your boy, Numbskull over here, his Wikipedia has been taken down for some reason. Mm. Can't find it, don't know why, but okay. they've taken it. So let's just go from there and keep moving. No hate there at all. But today... We're fucking coming across real sweet with something that premiered, something that premiered at this fucking time of the day. And if you don't know what it was, I'll let you know. Mm. It came out May 23rd, 1995, so it's definitely this week in hip hop. And it's, you know what? I got five on it off of fucking Loonies, the Loonies themselves here. And this motherfucking song came out, you know, and it was a hit, internationally known. It was released, like I said, in May. 
and is one of the lead singles off their debut album, Operation Stackolia. Stackola. Stackola. That's fucking hard as fuck. Oh, dude. bro, for real. Operation Stackola. That just sounds sick, man. Get the money. That's all the plan is. Features R&B singer Michael Marshall. The track reached the number two in Germany and reached number three in the United Kingdom. Is Mike Marshall the original Eminem? I would say so. Mike Measy. Uh, I would say Mike so. Mike Measy. I mean, I don't, I don't have any hate on him at all. I would say he is. The track is the drug anthem to all marijuana smokers. It's Shit. titled The Chorus Reefer of Spitting the Fucking West Coast as being the marijuana song of our decade. So let's just go ahead and turn around and say this. I got five on it from the loonies, mm. and that's this week in hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll get into let's that. Let's get it shut it down quick. Is this something you Walk think holds around. up? Oh, holds up forever. Shit. Forever to all time. Everyone knows this jam. I mean, they're remixing it as scary. I got five on it now. It's scary movies. So, I mean, come yeah. on. They've re- they've re- given it breath. Featured in us. Scary. Here, spark the- $5 bill on the river for its history. That was this week I in hip hop with the Looney featuring Mike Measy. I got five on it. So hard, dude. So hard. Jesus, Bro, yeah, this, this this song is still truly relevant because uh, Matt's out here rolling. It's choppers. fucking. It's still throw popping down. up, bro. Like down. you said, it's still popping up in fucking uh, remakes, po- popular culture, and remakes shit, of like. scary songs. Now all of a sudden, it's well, a fucking. It was on that movie Us that came out only a handful of years ago. Put it like this. It's going to be played forever. Yeah, it's man. a song that will last forever. We talk yeah. a lot about yeah. uh, forever you know, songs, songs that are going to last and last past people's lifetime. And this is going to last past, uh, you know, yuck. And to make a song that's going to live forever, for sure. you got to feel like an ultimate. All if, you got to do it, is learn to sing. Yeah, but even if it's one song and it's going to be a forever, like Snoop Dogg has one. Dre has them. Who else? It yeah. goes that way. Uh, Tupac Looney's Tupac Eminem, um, Eminem. There's like, only a handful of artists Who really have songs That live forever And it's kind of crazy to think Like there's a lot of artists out nah, there Nah I don't think there I think there's a, a lot of people That are going to have songs That live forever For sure because We named a few We're talking sing-alongers they local Local people That are going to be playing That music forever Yeah You know what I mean Think about yeah. all the local artists We're talking worldwide though That those <laughs> local people know though too Those local people know That Snoop Dogg Gin and Juice song We're talking like that That's true We're talking when Grandma Ketta yeah. knows Gin and Juice You got something grandma going Grandma knows That's what I'm saying bro You know If your grandma I've heard true. Or even knows who Snoop Dogg is Then you're doing something My parents you know? for sure Know Gin and Juice so, For I mean, real that, I guess that'd be a time So that's a forever. Right forever That's a forever for sure. So when those songs come out Like it's crazy Like that doesn't happen anymore Like when's the last artist You think now That will have a forever song Like who even comes close Ooh. to that Ooh. I don't know 
There's a uh, no. Nah. Maybe some Drake. Matt, Mac Miller. Maybe. maybe some Drake. Mac Miller. Yeah. Some of his shit. Some of that shit is He's forever. People would probably say Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick. Kendrick okay. I would say. Kendrick's I would say Drake. Kendrick. Kendrick. Mac Miller. You got your who else? Your Biggies. Oh, but that Biggie they go in different categories. That's that doesn't count. That's an old school. So out of these, I give them those out of three. The, new, the newer cats. Maybe some Rihanna. Maybe who knows? I, mean, I don't know. But I don't know. I'm not part of that music. But what I I'm saying is, a lot is, of those people's songs are gonna live forever, man. I think. If you look at it, like we've talked about, like as long as you're putting your music on the internet, which the internet, I mean, is going to be around forever for, for until the end of mankind, obviously now. Metaverse, which, you're going to be living in it it's soon. It's going to be a real That's thing. True. So this music is going to be there forever. And as long as you're pushing out music on there, I think you, Put got, it like a, that. you got a good chance of living forever. And like you said, a lot of these mainstream dudes, <laughs> yeah, their shit's heard worldwide. So they have a better chance of it being carried on longer. Yeah. But I mean, don't sleep on like I mean, fuck, like don't sleep on slug shit not being no, played no, for sure. No, for I'm sure. Not or or uh, gift to gabs, blackalicious that A to G. You don't think that but, shit's gonna be played? But for like, her? but for like sure. we just said though, in the metaverse you know though, yeah. in the metaverse, oh, yeah. the first songs to be uploaded would be Snoop Dogg's, uh, Dre's. Uh, fucking Kendricks, Tupac's, Biggie's. Popular, those yeah. would be the first to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure, though. Cody. Wrong or right, though. Yeah, yeah. Those are going yeah. in. Yeah. You know, And then we'd get to the slugs yeah. and every, at the end. You know, yeah. It would all make it, but yeah. it wouldn't go in the order that you would expect. What's the forever yeah, I mean, underground hip-hop like, song for you? You know that, that day and night song? Day and night. That shit will last That's forever. A forever for me? A forever underground hip-hop song. If I was Santa Claus? Okay. Is a is a every Christmas a forever. forever the rest of my life? I like God loves ugly. Yeah, the whole album is a forever. Is a forever. Even shadows have shadows. Yep, is forever for me. Uh, Nightmare. Uh, Josh Martinez is a forever for me. Make you feel that way, Blacklicious. What we just listened to last week. Yeah, forever uh, for sure. Something that no Forevers. matter what, for as probably as long as I live, which who knows how long that is, but as long as I live, getting I jiggy will, with it. If I have a bad day, I will go to get. Yeah. Will Smith, that song's living forever. That's, not to get I, jiggy I, with I, it. Sure. I will go to fucking no, not that not to that. make you feel that way. Yeah. That's my. But that's my I'm go-to. just saying though, that's funny that that's Perk, in the category of living forever. Getting sure. jiggy with it. Uh, summertime. Puff you that. think that's gonna fucking last forever? Oh, those I've already have. Not jiggy, but summertime. Will. Summertime. Jiggy has too. Hey. I don't hear getting jiggy with it played too often though. But when it does, no, you know, it's a forever. They getting one, jiggy. They get jiggy. I'm just gonna back this up and. This is a sentiment that's been felt around the world. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, The Pod, Nick Moraldo, has the same mindset that I have, and I've voiced it on this podcast before. Mm. Will Smith is done. I think he's trash. He's garbage. <laughs> I didn't say he was I thought that before the slap. I didn't say I he was I said it on the podcast. You guys heard me here saying he was overrated yeah. and that yeah, his yeah. movies were kind of fucking corny and that fucking Fresh Prince was good for the first three years with the real Aunt Viv. <laughs> and then after that, it all went down. He I Am Legend's pretty good, dude. I like, I like, I like iRobot. I like iRobot too. That's the movie. That movie's good. Uh, seven Pounds is a good movie. I think. Uh, um, no, Pursuit good, is pre- better than Seven Pursuit Pounds. Pursuit is better than Seven Pounds. He's got Bad Boy. Or he's got Bad Boys. One, two, and Martin three. Lawrence. Those are good from Martin too. Lawrence. Uh, I'm saying, but he's in it. Uh, he's. Got... I saw that they're uh, bringing back reunion uh, for Martin, the show Martin. Yeah, yeah, I seen that too. So, actually, yes, uh, Martin. I'm out. I'm out on Will Smith. Yeah, is completely. Gina going to be in the new one? Though? I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. After all the controversy, I, I think it's just an episode. After maybe. all the controversy, I don't think it's a whole season, but maybe it is. Um, did you Did you see that Will Smith? He came out on Letterman and said, before that slap and all that shit, he did an ayahuasca trip and. Uh, oh, so he thought, he thought he was like another being. He found himself. Well, no, he he thought he was in another. And started standing round. up for himself. He, he was in another. He round. knew he knew his life was going to fall apart and all this shit was going to happen. He said during that trip, he witnessed his life just 
literally falling apart, crumbling in front of him. It already and, was. Uh, his wife has been fucking his fucking sons <laughs> and his fucking kids' fucking friends. What? Like, yeah. come on. I mean, you're, you're it's been crumbling. It's been crumbling, The guy's right? been falling apart for days, man. And you How know what else sucks, though, is How that that did the right thing. He stepped up finally and got the divorce. He's getting the divorce. He's out of there from that bitch. That bitch is has he? embarrassed him. Yeah, embarrassed him too long, man. Time to be himself. Is that? Do you think the slap was the last thing? I think Put that, him in a position I think, now. I think he called Margot Robbie and she was like, you need to step this up. You've been fucking me all this time on the low. You know what I mean? Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. You know? hey, if, he has been stabbing Margot Robbie and that's cool with me. She's hot, bro. If we're talking about fucking uh, celebrity marriages, bro, what, what do you think about the Johnny Depp thing with uh, Amber Heard? You've been keeping up at pretty all? Pretty cool. Yeah, I've been watching it all the time. Um, so I think long. it's pretty cool because Why I think it's, still going it's cool on. because it's still Johnny's going in the right. It's still going Johnny's on. in the right, man. Johnny's the fucking man. This is like a movie for him. I think he's getting paid for You know what blows me away, though, is that he tells her like this. I feel like this, this is, is probably be- this his, is his best, best role work. he's ever done. This hey. is Depp's best work yet. Have like, you seen uh, what he said, though, right? He said he told her. They have it all documented, and it's in the recordings and shit. He goes, you'll never see my eyes again. Yeah, so he doesn't look at her. He never looks yeah. at her. And he's and the type the, of guy that yeah, can yeah, afford yeah. to do he that. Know, like, yeah. He Did doesn't you know? have to be in the same city as you are yeah. or the same town or same place. Did you know, know he's gone. Fuck, he's fucking his lawyer? Yeah, I know that. She's cute, though. What? Yeah, Wrong yeah, right, though. They asked her when she was walking out front, are you dating Johnny? And she was like, that's against the... No, she's fighting for him. When you got you Johnny, do, when you, you got that? Johnny, it's Johnny money. Doctor. When you got Johnny money, it's not his doctor. When you, you got Johnny did money. Did you see when the uh, the guy was in the car and he was vaping on the fucking the live testimonial? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, so they had the I think it was Johnny Depp's uh, security guy, and this is some fucking slob guy, dude, too. And he's inside his car during the t- testimonial, and he's all of a sudden vaping out of his fucking tobacco. Oh, vape. as he's giving he, the yeah, testimony, and he blows a fat cloud. What a dude. boss! What a boss! Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's like taking off. He starts driving away like he's gonna go pick someone up in an Uber or something. Did you see the Kate Moss when they got Kate Moss to come in from France and they asked her, so what was going on with you and Johnny? She talks about the relationship and then she was like, Johnny never pushed me down the stairs. This is the the best reality television that's been on TV in a long time. Johnny even says it. He goes, I, I, he's all my life has never been on such much dismay. Amber's just out there. Amber shit. Everyone to look at. Amber shit in uh, Johnny's bed. Awesome. As a, but I, I feel like she's still, she's still looks cool, though. though. She still looks cool. Everyone wants I, to. She doesn't. Wants to go to the shit in the bed, but I feel like that was like a prank war. They were like pranking each other, and it was like it went know. a little too far. Amber Heard took it like I'm gonna shit in your bed. I don't know. <laughs> I think she just got like drunk maybe, and shit maybe herself. Maybe he like fucking you know like uh you know like tied her shoes nah. together or something. Tripped I, her one time, put her in the bushes, threw her in the swimming pool. Yeah. And then fucking she's like oh, saran wrap on the toilet. I feel like it was you know, all, all of a sudden shit in the bed. Next thing you know, it escalates. I feel like why it was, does she have all those recordings though? I feel why like not? Why they've made her look bad? Yeah, I know. I feel like it was more that scene from uh, Alpha Dog where the fool is aggressively shitting on a guy's rug. Remember that scene yeah. where he breaks into the house and he's like, and he's just taking a fucking shit on this guy's. Hey, one floor. of the worst shits I've ever seen taken was uh, we were at a party and somebody had left their sunroof open and I had a buddy back in high school. He jumped up on top of the roof of the car and shit inside the sunroof. You know what? Okay, listen. What? You know who Johnny Depp sounds? Someone sounds? was sitting in the car at the time. No, no. No one was in the car. <laughs> and just, and he left. got away with it? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Was it a massive shit? A phantom shit. I don't know. I How did he wipe? 
Oh, this guy doesn't With worry about wiping. With this sock. guy doesn't worry about wiping. Jim, he still doesn't worry about wiping to this day. Oh, no. It was a ghost shit. Hey, you know who Johnny sounds like to me? Who? It's between us here. Who? It's okay. obviously between us. Oh. Sounds like Brian Kale when he calls you on the phone. Jesus, That's who Johnny you, sounds like, though. This is not between us right now. No, but you know what I mean. Schneider. He's got the same voice. No, they have the same tone. Jesus. He's got, that, like, he's got the same tone like an actor. Like, like an actor. Why can't we say that before that? Nah, <laughs> in a good way. What do you mean? Johnny Depp sounds like Brian You're Kale. You're supposed to say, hey, everybody, uh, turn off your headphones. Oh. Okay. Unplug. It's a good thing. This is just between us. That's a good thing. You shouldn't be saying that. You don't think it's a good thing? No. It'd be like me saying you sound like idea. That's a good thing. Yeah, but I guess yeah. Johnny Depp is a bad motherfucker. He's a bad motherfucker. I, I love Johnny Depp. I think he's one of the best. No disrespect. All it's all love. What I'm saying is, when Bryant calls me on the phone, just imagine Johnny Do- Depp. He sounds like the motherfucker. Why do you always have to double down? Schneid? Oh, I'm just making My sure. My man always <laughs> has to sorry. double sorry. down. Sorry, I'm ready for a ref. I, I, I you get, get it. Every <laughs> single time something like this happens, right. Right. it just always happens again. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. So like I said, when he called you on the phone, uh, <laughs> no, but the whole the whole thing is uh, is like an act. It's not an act. I know it's real, but it uh, feels so theater. For sure, it for feels sure. the way portrayed as a movie or yeah, yeah, a fucking yeah. TV a, show. A Hollywood or, vibe. It's a Hollywood produced <laughs> Jeez, uh, thing. Louise, Would you yeah. think it is? That's what it is, or that's just the way his he doesn't even know what reality is anymore. So he just kind of no. like and even Amber Heard she doesn't know what reality is. They act like they like I don't they want you to seem like they're sad or that like they want like the emotions. Well, are they know that the, the cameras that, are on. No, no, but, these guys listen. Their egos and I mean it's just the way it is being at that position and that height of your profe- profession where when a camera turns on you perform. And so all the cameras are on them. And so what are they going to do? Well, what I'm saying, though, is is when they portray being sad, they look at the camera and they give you sad. But they give you sad. That's what I'm saying. That's not what sad really looks like sometimes. They just want you to to look at it and be like, hey, I am sad. So this is the face I'm showing you is sad. When every time a camera turns on, you're supposed to do this song and dance. Yeah, the robot comes out. The song and dance. Then guess what? Every time a camera comes on, you're going to sing and dance. Yeah. It's just the way the mind works. It's It's just crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. It's subconsciously there. It's the trigger. It's crazy, though, huh? But how, it is. You know it what I'm is. saying though? How like the man is like, I have to look smart. She has to be like, I have to look smart. Oh, uh, uh-huh. and she doesn't. She doesn't even know what smart is. Yeah, you know. She's, she's to me, she seems dumb and also um, conniving. Very conniving. Very sneaky. Very sneaky. And uh, I don't like her. Just watching this whole thing. I, Do I, you think I more her, don't like her? She her stock like, has gone down and Johnny Depp's has risen. Right? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, certain, We're all on the Depp train, in, in right? In certain yeah. areas, because Disney has said, "Fuck you, Johnny Depp. We're done with you." That's a lot of money. That's but, awesome. but, but it Johnny might Depp twist. was done. With, with, Johnny Depp around. was done with the character. You think so? He had done everything he it had. Might, to it might it. all come back around though for Johnny. They might do something I after think, this. He's getting his name cleaned. He's this bitch is the problem. And since this, I've been watching more Depp movies, and I realized, man, he's got a lot of good. Movies like a you, lot see what of good he, you see what he said though. She a was like, she was like, Johnny cost me the new role in Aquaman too. They brought the director of Aquaman oh, wow. two in, and he was like, no, it wasn't because of Johnny. Yeah, yeah. you didn't have the chemistry with Homeboy. Yeah, you I, guys weren't good together. Yeah. You're Momoa, not a good actor. Momoa wouldn't fuck you. Yeah, you're not you're a good not actor. You're not the type that Momoa wants you're a real. Jane. Yeah, and you're so you Jane. need to just kick rocks. Or get a set of some dubs on you hey. and come back when you fucking looking banging because you're not doing it. That motherfucker is blowing up like Full he's champ, fat. bro. You know, oh, he's really? Really? <laughs> yeah, let's get some pictures of Fat Momoa. Get a Momoa like, like Thor Fat Moa. Throw up on the cam. Get the Fat Moa up. <laughs> That's crazy, man. But yeah, dude. I mean, I could see it, man. I could see it. I mean, would you? I mean, I. I would. I mean, she's not a bad looking chick, and a few movies she's this been in. Old, but you see her now, she doesn't look too cool. Let's see what you got. You got Fat Moa. That's a fat. What's his face? I shouldn't even have broke the seal, man. Oh, yeah. no, I gotta pee again. Maybe I that's get a this fact. Out of the way. 
That's not a fat Moa? You don't think that's a fat Moa? That, that's the old Moa. That's the old Moa. I don't have a fat Moa. Uh, the dude on the left, though, is not Moa. That's Pratt. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. I don't have a current uh, fat Jason Momoa. No, I guess he didn't get nor fat. That, nor Maybe did I just I hear wanted, that Maybe I just fat. wanted him to get fat. He did come head. out with a spoof recently that he was talking hell and shit on Amber Heard. Like, uh, it was a spoof court case, like, pretending he was, I mean, a, he was a witness. Look, like, it, that's not shredded Momoa. No, but he doesn't have the tattoos either. Okay. So that's old, that's old Momoa. Momoa. That's old Moa. All right. We got <laughs> old Moa. Old Moa will leave you alone, bro. Old Moa. Uh, another thing I do want to say. R.I.P. to uh, Ray Liotta just oh, pa- just passed man. away yesterday. That's a tough one. Peas and peas. Ray Liotta. I mean, one of the most iconic gangster characters. Yeah. Uh, one of the most I- iconic uh, Italianos on yeah. the camera for sure. Um, and somebody that played a lot of. He had some great star roles. Who? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah, but yeah. a lot of great. Roles where he was like the supporting actor. Oh yeah, where he just blow. Killed. He's not he the main, the but the blow. supporting. He just shows rush. up and like is amazed by his. Son. There's a lot of rush. supporting yeah. supporting acts where he just kills it. I mean, we were talking earlier, observing report. Copland. I think that's one of his. Like yeah. he does some great work in that. Yeah, where he's just this annoyed cop that is getting so annoyed with the security guard, mm-hmm. and he's boning the fucking. Ch- it's a gr- man. Have you seen Copland lately? R.I.P. Yes, Did I you just watch it? That's, that's why I recommend. It. I know. Tell me about tell me about Wonder Boy over here. How he just they they think that he killed himself, but he's just kicking it at parties with these I know, fools and I shit. Know, I know, like, right? Come on. <laughs> you don't think he was gonna say anything? Like I I just think that great actor uh, had an amazing career and had a long life. I mean, if we we could all be so yeah. lucky favorite movie favorite to movie. die in our sleep at sixty eight. Uh, did he die in his sleep or did he die? From unknown they causes. said he He's died in, in sleep. No, no uh, Dominican Republic was Ooh. it? Having a good time. Ooh. Prostitutes, drugs flowing, Ooh. alcohol, booze going. Just saying, I'm not one to say it, but a 65 year old man is going to get into some trouble when I'm out Maybe there. Maybe he was listening to that song that you sent us the other day. The I love drugs. See, telling you, he was bumping that shit. With a little yep. booger sugar. Yep. Yeah, he's doing a booger sugar. <laughs> My mother's a crack baby. What so does that make me? me? A crack baby's baby. <laughs> She's a badass. Well, Goodfellas is probably my favorite movie with yeah. him in it. Why did I think he was in Casino? No, it's playing the good guy. It has and the majority then he gets of the, the other guys, probably. That, and then it's he fucking, a good, it's a good fellow. But he's in a lot of other fucking mafia movies yeah. too, man. He, he's also in Copland. Uh, he, I just watched fucking randomly. Hey, but watching Copland though, date night, I he's the bad guy in date night with Steve Carell. Yeah, uh, I can't take what's it Tina called Fair. serious. I can't take Sylvester Stallone as being a pushover pussy like he is in Copland. I know, I know, but he—that's not the first time he's played that pushover pussy type role. I don't like that though on him. You can't see it like that because all big, he's way bigger than these fucking guys. He's all juiced up underneath the suit. That fool beat you up. I think he also likes being the underdog type of character though, where he wants to come back. And get revenge and become a badass. Like yeah. he's not, or he hasn't tapped into that badass yet. He, he is that badass. He makes it through the. He's movie. letting yeah. people kind of push him, and then they push him too far. Yeah. And then that's when the motherfucker comes. That's when Rambo comes They're out. They're like, just go you home, know? just go home. <laughs> yeah, and the old time he's like, all right. He's a little I punch guess. drunk still. He's a little yeah. slow from Rocky. Took a little. A little uh, one too many blows to the head. But they show him as being a drunk at the beginning <laughs> at the bar. You thought uh, we, yeah, we yeah. thought he was going to portray being a drunk at the bar who always yeah. loved the arcade machine or loved playing pinball all the time. <laughs> but they only show that one time, Yo, and then we're just living think, off that. The I don't whole think way. this podcast should give this much time to Copland. 
Let's just say that it's a great movie. Though. It's a great fucking it's movie. It's got, great. If it's, got Robert I, I Nari, it's got Robert De Niro. It's got Robert De Niro. It's got Robert De Niro. You got De Niro. You got Did, some money. Were you about to give me a Robert De Niro Jr.? Yeah, Robert like De Niro a, Jr. <laughs> like a Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, but it's, it's De Robert De Niro Jr. <laughs> this is got Robert De Niro Jr. Hey, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby De Niro Jr. You don't know Bobby De Niro? <laughs> this is Bobby Jr. Bobby Jr. Another Ray Liotta movie I watched last night. That's, what you got? Uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe it's not super duper known, but Identity. Have you seen that? Yeah, where they're all in the hotel and. You know the fucking end. The end game is pretty crazy. Give it to me. Don't spoil it. But well, give it to it, him. The guy has multiple personalities, and there's some like big, fat, bald, white guy, and they show him coming into the fucking uh, like office at the that. end. Yeah, and he's thinking he's Ray Liotta. He's thinking Jeez. he's John Cusack. Liotta. He's, yeah, he's thinking he's Amanda Pete, and it's all just different fucking personas that he's creating. This in is his the Oats, huh? Liotta. He's in this. Doing yes, this. Ray, uh, Ray Liotta is definitely Liotta in that. Was on a mission. Let me grab me a beer Oda. A mission. Grab a beer Oda for Ray Oda. And also, while we're on some RIPs, yeah. um, you know, heartbreaking news. Mm. And yeah. obviously, this is not a political podcast or not, it's not a news breaking podcast, but I'd be remiss, 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 remiss not to bring it up and uh, just say RIP to. All the family or all the kids that were lost this week in that tragic oh, yeah. uh, school shooting. In Texas? In Texas. Bro, there's and been multiple right. shootings lately, but that's just, yeah, the most recent one. T's and P's to huh. the families and kids were, that are affected that are going to have to go on without their loved ones and friends. And then also T's and P's to, you know, everybody in that town. Because it's a small town, like the town that we grew up in. Yeah. And... That's sad. You always think that that's so far away or that can't happen here. Or grade that won't school happen kids, here, bro. You know, and grade school ten year kids. olds. What kind of fucking animal? Ten year olds. An adult goes and shoots a school up of children. What's wrong yeah. with you? Not even like a school he goes to. Not even a job. Mm. He yeah. shot his grandma first, and then like what defenseless, is sick? Defenseless kids. Defenseless kids. They needed to put him under the jail, or just kill him on the spot, which they, they did. did. And which is fantastic, and I'm, I'm you know, but, I'm not saying that's fantastic, but uh, I'm glad no, that they no, ended that. Let's not all that. They should not end all that. I'm not getting into it. But he was a bad man. I just bad wanted to shit. R.I.P. T's and P's. Yeah. Uh, love and all that to so the people that lost anybody in that whole situation. That whole town is affected, man. That whole town. Think about if something happened in Lodi like that. It's we're a tight knit community, and we're bigger. We're you know what sixty thousand or something like that. We're more than that now. Hundred thousand, maybe like hundred some thousand. This was fourteen thousand, a town of fourteen thousand. Oh, They're tight as hell, then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the whole community, the whole town, uh, everybody knows everybody, fucked, dude. Everybody the the everybody. cops that had to go in there, the they the ran. medical people yeah. that had to go in there and clean that shit up, like that is some shit that's gonna live with you forever. And I could not imagine you're stronger than me, and you're doing God's work. And we uh, salute you and thank you to super, everybody super there. Super respect, and for sure. T's and P's and Jesus. Rough. Rough. I saw this picture of a, a father, I guess it was the day after the shooting. And he's basically just standing outside of his daughter's school. She wasn't killed or anything, but she's at school and he's so freaked out. Yeah. He's would just you sitting be, all, Yeah. I'm just like, how would you feel as a father? As a father, this shit. I'd probably do we the same be thing, going bro. To school for yeah, the rest or, of that you, month. or my daughter we're gonna, wouldn't. We're going to stay home now. We're going to stay home for a I think while. the last major school incident, school shooting, <laughs> like big one, was the Sandy Hook one, and that was before I had kids, and I was in my twenties, uh-huh. and obviously felt tons of empathy and sympathy, <clears throat> and that was a horrible fucking situation. And yeah. A, another horrible situation, but at the same time, I wasn't a father yet, so I don't think I had the same. It's different now. 
I didn't have the same dog in the race for uh, for lack of better term. Yeah, uh, for real. Uh-huh. Like I like watching this. It hits different emotions. It hits you differently because I do have a kid and I can picture yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I, I can picture showing up to my kid's school and the cops being like, we don't know what's going on. We can't go in. No one can go in. You can't go in. I'm going like, in. Like I, I, I could as a father, it's one of the scariest things. And to have to send my kid, you know, to school the next few days after that, knowing that she had a few days left, just like these kids had and, a few days left to school. You know what and I mean? Do you send them to school? To be like, hey, we're strong and we're standing tough. Yeah. But, to, but who are you proving that to? Because you're not know. at school. You're trying to send your kid. We're like, hey, we're mm. going to stand tough as a community and mm. send them back anyways. But that doesn't really prove a point to anybody because it's you uh, that you're trying to prove a point. I, I would you know make sure I mean? the it's security like, was beefed up in that situation. But in like my situation and our situation, California for uh, – Lack of a better term. No, California for all intents and purposes is a very safe – state they do a lot of take like extra steps and if you look at a lot of the schools now the schools are like completely locked down they have gates you can't you have to punch codes to get in no you can't get into these schools so they should be safe so i i feel safe and i trust the teachers and the staff at our school you know like yeah to do their best you have to you have to put your trust and faith in them when you give them your babies you know what i mean so I can't imagine, once again, T's and P's to that, that small Texas town. I'm not going to try to say the name because I don't want to butcher it. It's like, vo- it's vo- I'm not going to say it. It's with a V. I, uh, we I, all I know. could see it. We all know. But, hey, love to them. Um, Major love. Major love. This podcast is for, you know, people that suffered any loss. Yeah. Get, let's get out of that and let's have fun. Yeah, bro. There's let's been, have fun. There's been, like, multiple shootings. There was, like, uh, shit going on in Buffalo, too. Like, yeah, New York. School. Uh, or, no, the, 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 um, the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, the grocery in the, in the, yeah. I just can't keep up with this Imagine shit. Imagine going, you know, we, me and Matt always talk about that. A lot of people are always worried about all this crazy shit. And then it's like, you know who you're in a grocery store with? You don't a lot know. Of times, you don't know. You don't know. It, it could be it the could guy be, that cuts off children's dicks. Y- Remember we had that conversation? Remember oh, yeah, yeah, we were at the other podcast and we're like, you don't know that if that guy's the guy that like. does the weird shit. Yeah. Cutting off the, he does the surgeries. Remember yeah. I go, this guy could be the guy that does surgeries that changes children or <laughs> sure. women or men For into sure. transvestites. Dr. Snip Snip. It could be Dr. Snip Snip. It could be anybody. For sure. You could be next to a guy that has at their house fucking sure. bodies That's what I'm saying. set up. Bodies. That's what I'm heads coming and in packages. A different packages from the box. And these people will show there's, up to, there's a, crazies show up to a fucking grocery store to go get some fucking bananas. Some eggs, some eggs with you in the morning. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. man's in a robe and he's got fucking blood under his fingernails from the night before. No, no, no. I'm saying these people in this oh, instance I'm just show saying those up people and then are there. they get blasted yeah. by some dude just coming in on a bad day. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this, a real talk here. Do you think any of us have been in the same room at the grocery store with a serial killer? Probably. It could happen. Probably. How insane is yeah, that? For sure, it could happen. Or you could have been at Savemart, a gas station, anywhere where a guy had just committed murder and you have no idea and he's yeah, there. Crispy Anybody could be there and that could fucking happen, bro. You could be at Jack in the Box getting a fucking yak, and the motherfucker behind you just done fucking excuse killed me, excuse seven me, excuse me. I need people. to get one of those cheeseburgers. The cheeseburgers that doesn't have any of that. <laughs> and listen, and it's just one of those cheeseburgers. It's just like and that's what the serial like killer the says. Box. He's even killed and he's still joking after he comes up to the window. And he's still joking. What's it called again? A yumbo yak. That's it. That's it. And he's he's got blood on his fingers as he's saying that. That's how crazy he is. He's still joking with the Jumbo Jack lady. (laughs) He's a psycho. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a, the one of the downfalls of having children. 
I think it's a great scary, experience. Scary, I say scary. tell everybody they should have kids. It's, it's the meaning of life to it's me. It's the meaning of life exactly. For and real. Like you, you find a lot of purpose when you do have children. But the one downfall is it's a scary fucking world. Somebody and can you have hurt to your, put kid. your kid into that world. Yeah, somebody can hurt yeah. without you a lot of the times. Like I can only be there so much of the time. Like when my kid goes to a field trip, she went to a field trip yesterday, bro. Mm. She went to go to uh, FunWorks. Don't you worry the whole time? The whole time because she went with her friend. They didn't yeah. go on the school bus. She went with her best friend, and their mom <laughs> took them. So right off the bat, if they get in a car accident, now it's just them. Yeah. It's not a lot that they're on the bus anymore with the whole school going. Now the, these parents, because they don't, they were like, it's cheaper to get all the parents that can take the kids to take them instead uh-huh. of going on buses. It's easier for the school and money and all that. Easier for us. Yeah. That's what the stuff they send out to us. So we sign it. We go to fucking open house the other day. She goes, this is the parent. I met the mom, all that. She goes, this is my best friend. They're driving us to FunWorks. They're that t- alone. That's what I'm saying. That is dangerous. Alone is and then dangerous. just being at FunWorks. With weirdos. And they're going to swim. And you could drown there. You could, you could, they're going to do water slides. Well, there's water slides and stupid shit there. Anything stupid could happen there. At FunWorks? Yeah, they got water slides there now. Yeah, they have water slides there now. So now that's what I had to sign for. For like her to swim and all. Can she swim? and all That's this fun, though. They get on the go-karts? Yeah, they do everything. My daughter was afraid. Mm-hmm. I tried to get my daughter to take me on go-karts the other day. I was like, let's go do the go-karts. This is the day you drive now. No, we couldn't do it. Heart attack. Can't do it. It's anxiety to the fullest. I'm like, come on. Girls, You're going to be 10. Girls. Now you drive now. No, I'm going to sit. Girls. It made me nervous because a car full blast into the wall. <laughs> Fuck you up, dude. <laughs> have you ever? You've done it before. Someone just back you in the chin. You're not even going that fast. They hit you at 10. Hey, Boom. we were young, though. Yeah. My neck moved oh, a little bit. Yes. Right. No, now my daughter put us in the wall. Put me in a stretcher after. <laughs> Take me out of there. We're done, dude. Yeah, that's uh, a dangerous. That's a dangerous, dangerous game to play on those carts when we're those fucking. Especially FunWorks. At one point, this is this little for people that don't know. This is this little uh, mini golf fucking yeah. arcade sliding cages. Uh, yeah. Now they got water slides, golf cart. They got arcade uh-huh. everything, yeah, it, it, and then it's got the go karts. Yeah. And the go karts you used to be able to reach behind, reach back, it, and yep, pull pull the thing past the little spot, and you get past the governor, and so you could go hella fast. Yes. The governor, you yes. could get moving in these things, yes. and we would hit. Like, if you seen somebody that got spun out and you were coming, you would just T-bone the yeah. fuck out of them. Bam, full speed. And like, <laughs> and it was a dangerous game because if those things yeah. flip over on top of you, they are heavy, heavy. Like fuck. Two, three hundred pounds. No, two hundred more. No, you're yeah, talking nine hundred pounds. And they probably. weren't kicking yeah, you off. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, possibly, they weren't yeah, kicking so you guys out for crashing. No, yeah, of course they do. Shit. They tell you to get uh, out. They're allowing that to happen. We went back yeah. a couple times in high school and had like booze, and we were like drinking beers on the golf. Oh, we got kicked out one time with Randy. And I hit Vince one time just like that. Same thing happened. He spun out, and I t-boned him. Little Vince been on the podcast. We love him. Love him. Everybody knows him. Yeah. I t-boned him. Beers. Pop pipe, everything came out, ejected onto the track, and this fool had to get out of the cart and pick him up. That's how I got kicked out. Yeah. I got in a fucking spin out at the Funworks, and my fucking natty ice fell out, and I left it, and I just kept driving. Didn't I even know. These guys. And they pulled me off of it. I was like, fucking young. These they got guys. me for the natty ice. Threw just me having out. a good time, man. Having a good time, man. Just having a good fucking time. I love me a good natty ice uh, back in the day. White can, Nanny, maybe ice. maybe but natural light. ice or whatever. No, what else in the white can? Uh, the light. I'll do yeah, a but but ice. Natural light. Natural light's the white can. Yeah, if the I natural was, ice was the blue, the blue can. can. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to fuck with that. Hangover. Hold on, if I were gonna do up. a natty, 
being ice because natties are natty ice is eight point five. Natty ices are eight point five. Natties are nasty. Those are the natty daddies. Natty daddies are eight point fivers. He's an animal. Those will get you. Those will get you. Ices, but butt ice was also another favorite of mine back in the day. I, I bud like bud ice. ice. Bud ice. Did you ever Jesus. suck with bud ice? Yes, that's like the nat- that's natty ice. I know what those are. Oh, no, it's different. It was bud no. ice. It was no, no, bud Let me no, tell you something. Bud ice. They still have both Anheuser one, and the natural light and oh. the bud I- and the uh, natural ice is just the bud same. ice. Really? Just the old bud ice and the old bud light. I say natty's owned. That's by a bud ice. Natty yeah. is owned by Budweiser. They still have bud yes. ice. Yes. Really? Yes. I, I deliver them. I didn't know uh, they were it's allegedly. I allegedly deliver them, but yes, they it's, do. Yeah. I yeah, deliver allegedly. all those. I deliver all those. Used to. Used to. Used to. Used to. Hey, guess what? I, no, wait, I used no. to do drugs. Allegedly. I still do, but I used to but too. I used to too. Is that a first or twenty first amendment uh, pin you have on your hat right there? What? You like that, huh? For the beers? Yeah. So you get a bunch of those. What is that? Do you fuck with twenty first amendment? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I allegedly would take them there. You know the uh, they're a big fan of the Giants. I know the that's brewery why. is right there yep. near the stadium, bro. And I've been there many times. How I was used to it? Live in the Bay. How yeah. was it? Uh, it's it's good, and their beer's not super super great, but but it's okay. They got they some, some good ones. The Heller High Waters are good. The Heller High Watermelon ones. Yep, yeah, pretty good. They, I drink they're those. Very refreshing. Watermelon. I, you know, I bring those in all the time. I like those. I like <laughs> those. watermelon beer, but yeah, they have the regular orange too. The Hell Hard Water Orange. Uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, orange Mango or whatever the fuck. It's an orange case. Yeah, the blood, the same blood same orange. Blood orange. Blood yep. orange. Those are good too. They are good. Cold, ice cold, good. Those are good. Probably, those are probably the best good. two that they offer. Yeah. But Twenty First Amendment is a good little brewery out in San Francisco. Yeah. Shout out to them. Good. I've never once drinking. Not a big. I've said it on the pod. Not a big craft beer drinker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh. I just prefer like simple beer and then maybe a cocktail. But I love a cocktail. I do like the atmosphere at breweries. I love oh, a brewery. Sure. I'm atmosphere. telling you, we it's need to take times, the podcast times, to a brewery times. where we went last time yeah. by where we backed in, fun and time. I go, "This is a crazy backing spot you backed into after we went shooting." Yes, we need, to, we need to take the podcast there, interview the brewmeister, <laughs> and get some pizzas there and just chill. I'm telling you, we it would be do, awesome. We could Flat do that. Five it would be so cool. We could do five windows easy. Flatland Brewery. I know those are the boys. Five windows. I get it. We could do five windows. Five would be window. tight. We can get them easy. Killing it. Actually, we could go to Santa Cruz and do uh do fucking the California seltzers. That's what I want to go somewhere. You know, we hey, should we should just start killing breweries. We should start <laughs> killing breweries. I'm telling you, I told but this guy already. What did I call it? Uh, hip, hip and hops. Hip and hops. Hip and hops. We're that's, taking that's hip and hops. Oh yeah. That's what that's I said. Little, that that side podcast the, would be tight. It's the road. The road podcast. Yes. The road segment. Hip and hops. And then that's the part of our podcast, and we just kind of go visit breweries. Hip and well, we gotta start a network now if we're gonna start having multiple podcasts. No, it's all in the same. It's all in the same. We need a van. Oh yeah, a we ring. need a network. Anyone, anyone with a podcast network, reach out to Milk Crates Rap and Microphones. Van. We would love to fuck with you. But until then, fuck off. Yep. Until then, eat the dick. What do you got, Sig? Whatever's meant to be is meant to be, dude. Did you hear about this Wu Tang uh, Clan studio worker that? He just got out of prison. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean studio worker? So I guess he worked in the studio recording. He wasn't a member of the of the group, but he recorded a lot like of their music, helped help with that shit. So they have like 20 unofficial official members. So is he an unofficial official or so is now, he just an unofficial member? I would member? consider him no, no, a no, Wu-Tang he's member. An he's not even he's an unofficial engineer. member. He's just uh, an engineer. Oh, he didn't rap. He didn't rap. No, no, no. Oh, okay. He just helped. Engineer. I think he meant rap. No, nope. okay. not making the beats, he's nothing like mixing. that. Just mixing okay. all that shit. Um, this man was in prison 23 years. Whoa. For what? For murder. Just got out because he was falsely uh, convicted. Oh, falsely no. convicted, got out, uh, awarded the man $7 million. Who did? Would you be ha- the, the state of New York. Would you be happy with that? How old am I? Or Hold him, by the way. Stop. No, no. Hold him, I. 
I think this man is like in his late forties. Okay, put mm-hmm. this like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, stop, stop. Let me let me paint you the picture. Or early let me paint you the picture. Forties. If I'm in my late forties yeah, yeah. and my wife, my kids, my aunts, my uncles, my mom, my dad, everyone's gone. They've yeah. all written me off as a lose magoose because for this murder, no one believed me. Yeah. I come out with seven mil fresh. I'm putting fucking five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand down on a badass house, paid off, done deal. This is just me now. The rest of his money's me. New Corvette. Yeah. New clothes. New whatever. That's a, that's eight hundred thousand. Boom. Such a scumbag, Boom. Bro. Now we got now we got five. Friend now we got five and a half. Now we now we what? Jesus. Now what are we doing? Now what are we doing? Sig the podcast is doing what now? Numbers. Now the podcast is doing numbers. I call Brandon. I go. I just got out. Milk crates and microphones is on. <laughs> now it's on big <laughs> big now. Twenty three years later. 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 Now what's on on? Can big, I just though? say what I would say? I think this guy's <laughs> lawyer fucked him. Uh-huh. Hard. Uh, if I if I look at that from a defense from his perspective here's 800,000 to you here's 800,000 to you I'm I just working bringing the cash I'm back. working with Wu-Tang yeah and 24 years ago uh-huh. you put me in jail for 23 years yes. if I would have continued working with Wu-Tang and the members of Wu-Tang Clan so like branched off mm. with Method Man branched off yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with uh with ODB branched yeah. off with RZA. Other, with RZA with everyone you Ghost know what I'm saying he's got connections all those yeah I would have made at least a million a year. Very true. And I'm in prison for 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. need at least 23 million. Yeah. Okay. Hey. And they come back at you and they counter off for you, ten five. And I say I need 23 million. They say you took my life. And you know what they say? You took 23 years yeah, of my life where sure. I could have. Because check it out, I'm lowballing you. I'm saying I could make a mil. Yeah. I could have made five mil or seven mil that they year. Say, I could have made ten they mil say that Mr. year. They say Mr. Fry. Maybe. Never know. Mr. Yeah. Fry. Look at, and with inflation, Mr. Fry through the 2018 Mr. Fry. to 2022. I know, with I all due respect, making, I know this is your lawyer, Mr. Fry. This evidence right here, just right here, it could go like this. You want to go back? Do you want 10-5 or do you want to go back? No, 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 no. And then you're like, I'm free, man. I take the 10-5. Because you already have the evidence that I'm a free man and I'm already free. Now I want my money and I want 23. But you can't get it. We're giving you 10-5. So no. 7 million breaks down to over 300,000 per year for 23. Dude, he's years. a doctor. That's doctor money. That's, bullshit. That's more than a doctor. That's bullshit. That's 100,000 a year. Doctor money is 125,000 a year. The this man, man could have had a year. 2019 could have been his year. He could have made 15 million that could year. Have been. That's very true. <laughs> he could have made. But he was have, in prison. He also could not have. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe he would have made less. Maybe there was no beats. Maybe there was no producer that he becomes sure. the next DJ premier. Maybe Wu Tang yeah. would have been so much better than very it was. True. I Maybe Wu Tang could have been better. I don't think he was making the beats once again, but uh, he might have been doing What was he doing? I don't know. What was he doing for the tag? Can I tell you something though? He was messing with the high, the low, and the fade. That's all he would do. He threw a high. Had or two That's in an there. engineer. An engineer. He would just while you're he'd recording. Do a couple claps every now and then and no. record those. While you're recording, he's sitting there making sure all the levels are good, and then he's also going to mix it. He has nothing to do with the beat or the rapping. Seven million the engineer is just going to engineer. Are you happy with it. seven million? And you're coming it, out of nowhere. It I'm sounds sure like a lot of money. And you're going to come out and you're going to fucking blow it all on fucking no, bullshit. But you're also thinking that the man himself. Yes, wait a minute. This man wait comes out and says, I'm buying fucking a house. He's, a having, Corvette, no, he's having a some big. Chains, some clothes. Yeah. Some fucking But you're also shoes. thinking that the man already is broke. What he's not. For sure. The man broke, already has money. Guess what? The man already has bread, though. You'll be broke in a minute. Seven mil don't go a long way nowadays. Hey, but and you come out spending it like the that. The way I live life, I would just buy weed every day and chill. What do you mean? A couple beers here and there? Where am I going? And you Once would the spend house that money set? in four years. No. And then you're going to be fucking back to work with no fucking money. Never, bro. The way I live life, real. you know how I am. I don't like to spend money. You come money. out and keep you invest. Real, real tight. You come out, tight. you take 
couple million and uh-huh. you invest into a fucking business or a corporation or you start your own business a new or bu- you take br- a couple million and you buy a couple buildings Brandon's Wild Wings and you become Brandon's <laughs> Wild Wings the, the, the restaurant and no. just and then you buy one or two and then it fails fuck a restaurant but you buy a building, you buy property, and yeah, you yeah. buy a building, and you rent these buildings yeah, out. Yeah, that's a smart then move. Then you have full income that's a smart coming move. in forever. That's a smart move. Now, then also, you take a mill, and you go put that on fucking black. Yeah, for sure. No, you, you son of a bitch. You don't <laughs> you do that. All that's black. a horrible idea. <laughs> you try you to go and you roll it real quick, and <laughs> you hope for the best. There's no way. It's just a mill. It's, it's just, just a, a mill. Out of the seven, no put way. It all on black. All I'm saying is I think $7 million would keep... All of us. If no, you have that in your right. account, I would say seven. If mil. you play, if you play it smart, but you will never run out of money. If I was representing this man, I would, I would be fighting for twenty three. I would be saying that because you, because you some. could, no, you could back it up and say, no, I'm just saying you could back up and say that this guy could have made yeah, a sure. lot more than twenty three million. A million a year is like a, a modest amount for somebody that's making music for. Can Wu-Tang I ask you this man. though? Is Wu Tang making twenty three million in the last couple of years? Or like, what are they doing? Like, what songs are hits from the last few years? You of don't Wu-Tang? think the revenue of each member is way over that? You don't easy money. Do you think that each member's getting the money? We're talking Wu Tang. Yeah, we're, we're not talking. We're not talking member revenue. Shit, we're talking just Wu Tang the label. Every we're not talking member out, revenue. We're talking shirts and clothes and whatever you they said do. You say yourself, there's 35 members, so at least all they got to do is get one million a piece. That's 35 million. You know what we said? When when a guy's when a guy's do like numbers, going broke, do the, do the numbers work, work out? How yeah. about this? When a guy's they going do. broke and he's got over a million followers, why not be like everybody donate me a dollar? You know what I mean? It's like, why can't that guy capitalize on that situation? Everyone who's everyone. Like, okay, how about this? So everyone give say, me one dollar. Say your favorite rapper, your favorite rapper. You're not bullshit. It's your favorite rapper. And he's like, bro, I'm, I'm having hard times. I got ripped off by my producer. He went to jail. He took all this and that. I'm down on my bad luck. Yeah. I still have 15 million followers. If everybody donated me a dollar, I'd be back okay. Would you donate a dollar? Yeah, it's a dollar. And it's $15 million, you know what I mean? Like, would yeah. that happen? You wouldn't figure everybody would do it, but you would yeah. at least get at least seven or six. Hey, they also might be taxing those guys $7 million. I don't know if they do that and how much they're mm. taking. That's a good I don't point. Know either. He might be walking away with half. Good point. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck I, I, I think. I like that. I like he ended that. Well-deserved. <laughs> Go get your bread. $7 is not enough, but take what you can get. I got a real quick question here. Yes. What is going on right now? Um... What is going on? Is your boy McGoy's coming through? Is Mahoos? Oh uh, yeah, he's uh, as far as I know. Um, so are we get are we getting kayfabe? What kayfabe? Are we getting Spars Bagars by Mars Mahars? Yeah, as far as I know. <laughs> All right, well let's keep I it rolling. Know. Didn't Anyways. we get that before? Oh, Ill did that. Shout out to Illogic. Shout out to Illogic. Hey, I'd love to get Illogic <laughs> back on the podcast and have another Shut conversation yeah. with him because our oh, conversation yeah. last time got cut short by shitty internet. Yes. Yeah. And now we got the good shit. We're back. Now we can get uh, Illogic and have a full conversation with him because he was one of my favorite guests and one of my favorite rappers. Nice guy, too. Nice oh, guy on top Illogic. of that. Nice yeah. So what's going on? Shout what do you got Illogic. going on? I want to say thank you to Illogic for still being a supporter of the podcast. Always checking out our shit. And, I love we're, all, and we're always checking out yours too, bro. Cause Illogic. We're watching you. You're watching us. Yeah. Heavy duty tough. Uh, no. Heavy Super duty, duty, duty tough, tough work. 
Super duty tough work. Shit, so I wouldn't remember milk crates and microphones if I was Super duty tough work. Him, so. so, like I was saying, yeah. what do you got going on for me lately? What do I got going yeah, what's on? Yeah, your what you? the fuck? What's your what the fuck? Yeah, what, what's your what, what, the what the fuck? Well, what's, my what's my what's what the fuck on? would be, did you see that motherfucker that was slapping around Mike Tyson on that plane? This is a We've little old. Oh, we never went into that. We talked about, we talked about it. Our homie was trying to, and then Mike Tyson beat him up, and then he got went to jail. Yeah, and he got acquitted. Mike is not paying any payments. Did we already go into that one? We went into this. Are you sure we went to that one? We did what week are you dance. living in? This song and dance has been done. Yeah, well, that's the yeah what, man. What's going on that's, with that's you, the what man? The fuck that I got mm. right now. What do you got for me? What's your what the fuck? My Everyone get one what the fuck in. Come on, fuck. give it to me. I got a what the fuck. You got a what, what, what the fuck? You My what the fuck is why is Puya suck so bad lately? Oh, what the no. fuck's up with Don't that? After your boy. Oh, I, I, that's 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 Don't what makes it even worse. I love Puya. I'm a big fan. He just released a music video where he's rapping in the bed with the fucking with the slippers on and shit. He's trash. Mm. He's trash. You think so? And I comment on all the videos. Go back to the old you. I don't know what it is. Maybe he sold his soul. Maybe the time's up. Maybe oh. he was supposed to die but sold his soul already and he snuck away from the devil. And the devil's like, I don't even get the soul. Somebody else already got it. So, you know, now your music is just trash. I don't think he uh, sold his soul or anything like that. I just think his music is hit or miss. What is it, though? No, 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 no. Hit or miss. He used to kill with the triple S, Super Southside, Suicide Boys. Like, come on. You didn't like the last album that he came out with. No, when he was on the Suicide Boys and he made the whole album with them, fire. That was like, that was some of his first shit, though. But he was Cut. fire. And then he made a lot of shit that was fire, like Void, Bruh. Superman. A lot of that shit was fire. You know fire. My, what the fuck is what the fuck is that with Ghostman? Why what happened to that fool? That he fool was sucks. No, that fool was killing it on the songs. Because Bronson you don't took think his so? style. Bronson you don't think took so? it. Bronson took it. Ghostman and Puya together, was that not a hitter? Both of them together? Th- th- Trust together? Me, that is a hitter. A thousand but, rounds? But shit. Ghostman's not on uh, no Ghostman? Yeah, Ghost Man. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ghost Man. Who's Ghost Man? Ghost Man is the guy that was fighting. I'm thinking Ghost Face. Excuse me. Yes. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Ghost Man. Excuse me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop the record. Ghost Man is is yeah. under the radar, but still Alex's favorite. <laughs> I would say. But I just don't. I never. I never really fell in love with Ghost Man at all. He just. He used to rap with Peep and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't a fan of his style Peep, at all. Peep, Suicide Boys, Puya. But I am a fan of Puya because he has the that like. I don't know. He fits in with the boys. Yeah, that's his. That's his style. Yeah. And for it to see him, that, there's no southern fact. He fact. still goes hard, yeah. but southern it doesn't. It doesn't go. Okay, do me a favor. Rat, While cats. you're at it, since we're here and we have time, can you play the new Puya video, please? Just give me a minute. You know, we don't have to pay him any condolences or anything. Condolences? Did he the die? No, nah, you know what Is I mean. He hurt? But it just he's sick. Nah, he's sick because he's doing the wrong music. Why he's we, sick. Why he's we sick. Because he's sick. He's dead to me. Because he's dead to me. How about that? Oh, We're playing it because no. he's dead to me. Who? What is it now? What's the song? Uh, it's uh, it's. I'll tell you right now. Aftershock. Does no, it, no. The no, new oh, that's, a good, that's a good one. Oh, Sir, that's a good one. You're talking void. No, you're talking Wait, a good one too. Fat Nick. Tell, tell It's uh. Who and Fat Nick? No, no, it's not. It's just him by himself. Florida thing. No, it's right one. here. No, it's called right here. It's called Serpent. S E R. That was the one I said third. That's the one I said third. Serpent. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Okay. He's got outcast socks on. That's all I can say. It makes the video good. If he didn't have the outcast socks on, it'd be three thumbs down for me, but it's only two now. I've seen a picture of him wearing those socks. Those socks are fire. I would like those socks, but I don't like the year those socks were made. That's a Stankonia year. I'm not a fan of Stankonia. I'm not a fan of Sorry, Miss Jackson. That's a very famous uh, album cover with the two of them together. But for the American side flag? Side. Yeah. Yes. That's no, why. I'm not a fan of those. Here they are. I don't know what you've all been waiting for. Joining us now on the podcast, he is a rapper from the Bay Area that's been doing things for a long time, been in the scene for a long time, has a huge catalog of music. He is one of the originators of horrorcore music. 
and he is joining us on this Friday night. It is Mars. Thank you for joining us, bro. Uh-oh, we got a little bit of lag. Technical difficulties out here, but he's here with us. What's up? Oh, you there? You got Hold us. Hold on. It's all good. I, I turned my Wi-Fi off. Okay. That should be good now. Let me double-check our side. Yeah, now we lost you on the video. We lost though. you on the video. On the video, we lost you. We got you on the audio. We got you back oh, on the video. Back. You're good to go. All right, we're good on this side too. All right, thank you for thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, so we were just talking a little bit about just horrorcore music in general. Uh, what what made you gravitate gravitate towards that style? Because it's definitely a very select kind of niche group. Um, that listens to it, and then also not a lot of people do it. So what kind of puts you in that, that mode to make this type of music? You know, like my friends and me, when we was kids, we would listen to shit like Triple Six and Insane Clown Posse and Gangsta Nip and Brother Lynch and X-Rated. Oh, yeah. So when we tried to rap, that's all we knew how to rap like because we thought all that shit it wasn't scary it was funny you know what I mean I was like oh shit I can't believe you said that so when we started rapping we thought all that shit was funny you know what I mean yeah. so we would try to like gross each other out just fucking around and one day my boy Jay Riz he's like yo check this out my brother has a studio right you know that check this shit out he played some shit of him rapping and it was just like this outlandish crazy shit and I was like wow I want to rap you know what I mean and we just as kids we kind of made shit like that happen, you know what I mean? We just started fucking around and then passing out tapes to our friends and they thought it was funny and they wanted to rap and they thought it was like, oh shit, I can't believe you said that shit. So we would just try to top each other's like, you know, like kind of like the joke, like what's grosser than gross kind yeah, of shit. Yeah. Like we was doing shit like that. And then um, over time, people grew up and I guess I didn't, you know what I mean? So that's what I continued doing and, and it was crazy because, like, we used to hang out with, with kids in the neighborhood that was really trying to rap, and we was fucking around. But, like, when when shit caught on with us, we were actually, like, doing shows and getting magazines, and people were buying our shit and collecting our stuff. And, like, we didn't even try to do all that. It just kind of happened. And, and I liked it so much, I just kept going with it. Yeah. How, people- how did you know that this was the thing to do? Like, how did you know, like, hey, man, I'm on to something? Like, maybe I should keep going. Like, what was your first little spark in the pan that you were like, man, maybe I do have something here. Maybe I should just keep running with this. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, we got one back. Uh, Okay. I can still hear you guys. You're good. You're okay, good. You're now. just freezing on the camera. My be man. Okay. You can still hear me though, right? No, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I went to this party once and there was a girl from school. Like this is after I was supposed to graduate. I think she probably graduated or whatever, but there was a girl that I had a crush on in school. And then now I you know, like I, I looked like a rapper. I was like everybody knew that I rapped around town and shit like that. She was on my shit. But she would never give me the time of day to uh, to fuck with me, you know what I mean? I always tried. But now it was easy to get her, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, this is like, I made the right move. You know what I mean? So, like, that and then um, being able to travel and, and people flying me out of state to do shows, I was like, damn, like, 
I almost thought I had to join the Navy or something to do shit like that. You know what I mean? So like, I knew just because it was working that that's, you know what I mean? To go with the flow to kind of got kind of like do whatever came my way and see how far it can go. And then like my bucket list was like, Oh, I want to be on TV and, or I want to do a show with my favorite artists. And then like all that shit was just coming. You know what I mean? I had to make new ones all the time. And it was kind of like, for me, there's not really, I, I don't really know what the limit is anymore because I, shit I used to think was the shit is shit that I've done like 10, 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So now I'm thinking bigger, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. back then it was just little things, you know what I mean? And those little things got me excited and, and wanted to see how far I can push it. Yeah. You raise the bar. The expectation level becomes a lot greater. It becomes a norm. Uh, and obviously um, <laughs> you started rapping a long time ago, uh, late nineties. And then you started putting out tapes and uh, CDs. How old were you when you put out your first CD? Because being that young and getting that much success early, can sometimes you know it, it it's tough to deal with how how young were you and then how hard was it to deal with kind of success coming at you full steam i want to say that i was about 17 18 when we first put out my first tape you know what I mean? and i think i was always writing stuff down but like not telling my friends that i could do it because back then it wasn't like normal for like you know what i mean i was just like a skater kid in school that um just had a, a homie whose brother was a producer and, and worked with all these rappers around town so like around that that age is when i started and when i turned i want to say 23 i got signed by black market and then um 2005 i think um i got signed by an international label and my CDs were selling out, you know what I mean? And then around 2005, 2006 is when I realized that, like, this is, I, I, I can make a living doing this, you know what I mean? And, like, like for me, like, the album that sold out really fast, or I sold a lot of units of, I only recorded it in, like, five, six days, you know what I mean? And then when my first check came, it was, like, 27,000 bucks, and I was, like, 25. It was, like, the most money I've ever seen in my life at once given to me when they probably shouldn't have given me that much money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, Oh shit. And it was like celebrating. And like, I toured that album and it was before I did like a real tour. So I was just like flying to this place, come back, fly to this place and come back sometimes twice a weekend or whatever, or I'd fly to, to Florida and then somebody from Florida would fly me to, to Minnesota and then fly home. And then I was doing shows like that and calling it a tour. The, but it wasn't until like Insane Clown Posse asked me to go on a national tour to, when I like learned how to like book shows and perform correctly and you know what I mean to see like how much money was out there and you know what I mean but like yeah dealing with all the success on tour was like was crazy because it wasn't really success it was just like a fire was lit underneath my, mm. my, my ass you know what I mean but like being that age where you're getting free drinks and free food and free hotels and all this attention and like you know what i mean like it's kind of a lot to to deal with because it's like fuck you know what i mean i i, I didn't grow up having that kind of attention and that kind of like what, what was the first track that really brought eyes to your attention from black market that you knew like hey man these fools really you know they're really on to me right now man I, I should still you know i should keep shooting them shit like that sounds like this well at first um 
So when I was a kid, I used, like I said, I used to be a skateboarder and um, I used to work for magazines and shit. Like uh, there's a professional skateboarder, his name is Lynn Kirk and he's like legendary and shit. Me and Lynn used to talk today. But one time he asked me to take pictures of him for this magazine and uh, the magazine sent me like $200 for one of the photos that they used. And I'm like, oh shit. So like, that's tight. You know, 16 years old, I was out doing that shit. And then um, I started my own magazine. So for all the pictures that didn't get used, but I was selling advertising and I was doing like product reviews. So I was getting like boxes of shit every day in the mail when I came home from school. And then uh, I started doing it with, with skateboard stuff. And then I started doing it with everything because product reviews, like companies send shit out when you ask them to, back then if you had a print magazine, they would send you whatever you wanted, whatever company. So I started doing it with all the music I liked. And then um, I started building relationships over the phone with like people's publicists and PR teams and stuff like that. And they'd invite me to shows. And that's kind of what um, what introduced me to people at Black Market was I started going to, to shows and like showcases and stuff like that. And, and kind of seeing what they did. And that was like my favorite label because I grew up on X-Rated and Brother Lynch. So like as a kid, you, you see these like labels, like I want to be on that label. I want to be on this label. <clears throat> so I just started sending them shit. And Cedric Singleton's brother, uh, Rod, um, he liked one of these, the song called, um, I think That Nightmare or something like that. It's an old song that sucks now, you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> he really liked it. And um, I remember him telling me, oh yeah, shit, yeah, man, Fuck Eminem, Mars, we're gonna fuck with you. You know, we need our own white boy. And I was like, you know, I'm Mexican, right? He's like, I don't give a fuck if you're Chinese, you're white. And I'm like, okay, you know. But uh, I remember bringing my friend with me to go sign the paperwork at Black Market. And then um, they took me to the, the warehouse where all the CDs and like shit was just in there. And I just went nuts and grabbed copies of everything, you know what I mean? That's so Hey, a season of the thickest vinyl, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm totally taking this." You, ta um, you, you talked about like working with Brother Lynch, huh? or, or looking up to Brother Lynch and uh, X-rated, uh, and then you got to work with them in the future and I'll be on Black Market. What's that like? Because we're we're also from Northern California, close to Sacramento. Big so fans. Lynch and we've had little six on here and, and shit. Yeah, you know all that that and the the black market shit. Like you were just talking about, like that old school shit. Super super iconic around huge here. fans of. So I couldn't imagine oh, yeah. what it was to be like in that presence and like find yourself in this room. Like all right, fucking here we go, let's go now. You know, like what was that like for you? Especially once again, it was just so so surreal because like now I know that if you like imagine shit in detail and you fully like f like live like it's gonna happen it most likely probably is gonna happen like i believe in shit like that. law of attraction but back then yeah yeah uh, just shit like that for me is like you know what i mean it's just a lot a lot of confidence in knowing that you can make shit happen but back then i was just just weaseled my way in somehow i don't know how i did it <laughs> but i was just was in there and i'm like oh fuck you know what i mean like uh but it wasn't until I was out of off a of black market when me and Lynch first met each other. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I used to um, intern for uh, what was it? Uh, KFSN one of two point five out of Sacramento. I used to yes. uh, help them book guests for their shows, and I used to write shit for the shows. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that was when they were Infinity Broadcasting. I think it went to CBS Broadcasting or something like that. But um, I booked myself, ADR Levay, 
Zigzag and Brother Lynch on the show for a horrorcore show. And that's when I met him first, you know what I mean? And and I was like sitting next to these people that I grew up listening to and I was like, fuck, this is like I totally made it happen, you know? But um, like just stuff like that, bro, I find myself in situations like that sometimes and I'm just like, damn it, like I'm fucking really good at putting myself in position to make shit like that happen. And I don't know how I do it. And sometimes like, you know, um, like for instance, like you said, you know, the California Brother Lynch and X-Rated are huge, you know what I mean? Like, especially in my age bracket. But I was there when X-Rated got out of prison and Brother Lynch and him seen each other for the first time and hugged, you know what I mean? And to myself at that point, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck, right? You know what I mean? Like, like who would have thought I would be here to see that, you know what I mean? And I was in X-Rated's music video that day and I have a picture of me, T-Nutty, and X-Rated. Somebody just sent me a Heist sent me a video the other day with me, X-Rated, Brother Lynch, and T-Nutty just, like, standing together talking, you know what I mean? It was, like, this fucking, like, such a weird, iconic moment that I wouldn't even imagine it to happen. So, like, being there, just, like, fuck, like, you almost step out of your body and just realize how cool shit is sometimes, you know? Fucking monumental times in hip-hop, bro, for sure. Another one that sticks out, my first exposure to horrorcore, bro, was Gangsta Nip. Fucking Psycho by Gangsta Nip was that track that, just, that was my first fucking time hearing horrorcore. And I've always heard Gangsta Nip is one of the first fucking artists that, you know, originated that style. And you had him on Mars Attacks, man, like one of your heroes, bro. And you've worked with Gangsta Nip and then going into Black Market, you helped sign Gangsta Nip to Black Market Records. He's coming from Texas. Can you talk a little bit about that experience working with one of your heroes, bro, and getting them signed to Black Market? Good question. It's not always as fun as it sounds. <laughs> um, one sure of, not. One of those situations. It's always that situation, no matter <laughs> what. But um, I would say, uh, I was like, look, you guys got me now, right? But check this out. What if we got Gangsta Nip and the Flatliners and members from Nadas? And I was trying to do it, you know what I mean? I was like, look, you guys got money, right? These guys don't want that much money. Let's get Gangsta Nip. Let's get Flatliners. I had a deal for the Flatliners to get signed to and Mastermind to get signed. And Gangsta Nip and myself, it was going to be like a horrorcore super label of like big figures and stuff. You know, and um, Gangsta Nip, uh, his mom is his manager. Uh-huh. So that's kind of fucked up to deal with somebody's mom and do like hard business with them because they'll just get pissed off that you talk to your mom kind of weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. But, um, First of all, if you if you're a gangsta nip fan, you know he never wears a t-shirt ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Probably sells or saves a lot of money by not owning a shirt. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so um, <laughs> there was stuff like I'd be talking to gangsta nip all the time, and he'll flip into his sight voice that he does <laughs> as you're talking to him, and you're just like, bro, you don't have to do that. Like, it's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but he will. And like, um, one time he's like, Mars, yeah. I'll do the album cover for my album, but um, I need a thousand dollars to do it. And I was like, "Bro, this is your fucking album cover. You better just go do that." And he's like, "I need a thousand bucks. Why are you gonna do it?" I was like, "I'll just get somebody that looks like you to do it." <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? I guess he called up Pin and Pixel Graphics in Houston and threatened their lives. And they called me like, "Yo, more like, you don't know that he's like, he's not just gangster nip. He's like, you know what I mean? He's the real deal down here. Like, yeah. we're scared that he's going over here to do some shit." So I think Black Market ended up paying him a thousand dollars, and they told he told, or his mom and him were like, "Look, he just needs to get like a Jordan fit, and you know what I mean, like some earrings, and like come in there looking crispy." But he came in there with no shirt on, 
and some bicycle gloves. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, damn, I wonder what he did with the thousand bucks. But um, yeah, it was a shit. It was shit like that all the time. So it was like, to me, it kind of got spoiled because I was put in a position to always have to be the guy to talk to him. I was like his project manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. At one point, I was a part of his group psych ward and stuff. But I think the relationship and business kind of spoiled it. But back then, I was super excited to work with him. I'm super excited that I have worked with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's good to have on the record. It, and and what I was saying by those situations is a lot of time people say that when you meet your idols, you don't ever want to meet your idols because mm. they, they let you down. They always let they you always down. They always do. Always yeah. let down. Have you and, met? Have you, you and met a few. Let I me mean, down. Yeah, I've met a few that let, let me down. down. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it happens. It definitely. But there. There's people that I don't want to meet because I don't want to be let down. For sure. But there's also those people, there's a few that you meet that kind of give you a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope for humanity that, you know, these people, some people are, do have a little bit of love. Some little, people are normal, yeah, though. Some, some people, people are, are normal. cool. Exactly. Some people are cool when you meet them. That's good. I take an account of things like that when people meet me to not be a dick. You know what I mean? Sometimes people make it hard for you not to be a dick, but, like... I think of like when somebody's excited to meet me, I make sure they leave just as excited. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I I'm, like, I'm a huge Too Short fan, and I hear he's like not the not the nicest guy in the world, and I'm like, oh, then I don't want to meet him. Then like, cause Too I, Short, I Too Short will call you that for myself. Hey, yeah, I met Too Short. He, he called me a bitch when I met him. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see. Uh, I'd be excited if you called me a bitch. <laughs> Speaking no, of, I, did, I never met him. I just what I think he would say though if I did. Bitch. <laughs> Speaking of artists, <laughs> Speaking of artists that can possibly be dicks, you know what was that interaction like between uh, you in the earlier days with uh, Eminem and you know when he was on that Slim Shady tour? Uh, I heard story. you know there's proof. a little story involved with maybe you, you and, and your proof. crew and Proof and Eminem and we the were D12 being crew. Dicks in that point. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, a bunch of like we were like again like I grew up on music like that so we knew who Eminem was years before he came out with Dre. There was a guy here in Byron, California that owned a, a an Eminem fan site, so we always got the music early. And it was back. I don't know if you guys remember Sandbox. It was like Sandbox.com where you could get all the Mystic Journeyman shit and yeah. all the underground hip hop shit before anything. It was like the only place on the internet. It was like really really basic internet page and. Uh, we used to fuck with Eminem's music back in the day. And then we went to the Fillmore once. And if you guys have ever been to the Fillmore, you know how nice Hell it yeah. is. And like how yeah, the ceilings are and shit. Yeah. And um, it was just all of our friends, you know, and we did mushrooms and shit before we went. And um, my my boy, who was in the group with me, Jay Riz, he was just off in the crowd somewhere. I don't know why we weren't all standing together, but it was just all, it was just all spread out. But he was just like drunk and just yelling shit at Eminem on stage for some reason. And then um, Eminem jumps off the stage. I think at this point, he kind of got with us because Eminem was yelling shit back. But he jumped in, uh, Eminem jumped off stage in the middle of all of us. And my, my boy and Eminem were both wearing white shirts because, I, you know, Eminem was, that was his outfit yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, to be yeah. known for white shirt, blue jeans kind of shit. But they were both wearing that. So like we were kicking the shit out of both of them, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then um, fucking his bodyguards came flying in, like actually crowds. It was amazing being on mushrooms, watching all this happen. As <laughs> Hell yeah! I, I was like, everything was like really glowy looking, you know what I mean? Especially and, like, at the Fillmore, like you said, his, with the high ceiling. Came in like that, you know, and just beat the shit out of just random people. Like they didn't even fuck with us or something. They were just beating the shit out of the crowd, and all of a sudden the whole fucking crowd turns on Eminem. And I remember just 
looking up and the chandeliers, which are really high, you can't touch them. I don't know how they they started moving, but the chandeliers were rocking back and forth like this, and like huh. people were just getting fucked up everywhere. And uh, I remember this specifically. All of a sudden, George Clinton comes on on stage, <laughs> and I want mushrooms. So it's like in, in the at the Fillmore in San Francisco. The like, George perfect. Clinton, crazy. Yeah, George Clinton. You know what I mean? Start doing some funkadelic shit like, or what? Keep the peace. Oh, and I remember geez. looking at him. He has like an orange glow around him. I believe <laughs> it. Wow, I believe it. He had an aura. It was, it was, I might as well seen Jerry Garcia at the Fillmore. It would have been like the same experience. <laughs> you did. You seen the hip hop Jerry Garcia? Oh, yeah, the crack smoke Jerry Garcia. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That brought, but, um, but yeah, afterwards, uh, one of our boys got fucked up really bad. Like somebody ripped his earrings out of his ears, bleeding all over the place. His bodyguard punched him. I think he was helping put Eminem back on the stage because Eminem had a big cut on his face right here. And um, as he was helping him on stage, one of his bodyguards was punching the shit out of him. Oh, and he kind of bitched, kind of bitched out afterwards. Went like tried to talk to somebody like who's gonna sue or some shit. Oh, like, we didn't give a shit. fuck about any of that shit. It you know what I mean? But um, became a bigger deal than it was. Yeah, like we had to stick around and wait for him. You know what I mean? Sort of just waiting like by the merch booth, like so for somebody to come out and he's getting medical attention and shit. And then um, his manager Gus comes out. Eminem's road manager Gus comes out and he's like, "Hey man, you know like, what do you guys think of these shirts?" And it was like the Eminem Hi My Name Is shirts. And he gives us a copy of all of us a shirt. And he's like, wait a second. And Eminem proof come out. And he's like dapping everybody up, talking to us. And like gave us all the hugs. And he didn't know like we were the guys that started all this shit. You know what yeah. I mean? But we're just like, holy shit, it's Eminem. And this is before like it was like Eminem Diamond selling Eminem. It was just Eminem just put out. Infinite. Early days. Slim Shady. But um. Like, we weren't there to start shit. It just happened because our, we're all kind of dickheads like that. You know what I mean? Just fucking around. But uh, that's kind of what happened, man. And then, um, you know, I didn't notice, but uh, DJ Vlad was in the crowd. He mentioned it in one of his shows, and he seen that whole thing. And, um, it was, like, all on the uh, the DVD blogs. We're talking about it. And it was just fucking, like, we got a buzz because, like, it was there's being talked about, bro. hey, that was us. You know what I mean? And then, like, we we kind of wanted to get our weird credit or something, you know what I mean? And then like people started to find out about it. I always get asked about it, but um, I we had it happen, but I was a really big fan of Eminem when it happened. So it was it's like for no fucking reason at all, you know what I mean? Just something that happens because of shit happens like that when you got a homie that's drunk in the crowd and someone jumps down, you got to get in there. Yeah, you gotta you gotta, you gotta hit him with the Khabib. Um, hit him with the Khabib. Funny situations where. Like I've had to stick up for him, but I knew he was wrong. But it's it's your fucking boy, and I do shit like that all the, the time. Circuit too, pop sure, at the so. bottom. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't. Everybody, everybody don't want to go places with us. Oh, that's what it was, though. It what? popped. I seen it there. See, it all came back on. Even your phone came back on. That's what it was, though. Ooh, we lost you for a second there. When he plugged in, it popped. I seen you right now. We got you back okay. right there. You're good. You're good. Um, going going back, some some uh, people that beefed with Eminem and you know oh, made diss tracks with Eminem, Insane Clown Posse, man, and Eminem both coming out of Detroit. What was it like working with uh, Insane Clown Posse and touring with them and like you know being a part yeah, of that that, ju- that Juggalo fan base? That and, fan base is strong. It's you know crazy. what was that experience like, man? Like 
because of like we were like some of the original horrorcore artists to come out and you know there was only a small handful of people to come out so as the juggalo thing kind of hit around like 19 i want to say like 1994 or something like that 97 maybe i think uh-huh. um kind of exploded but we were there already as it exploded so like juggalos like kind of just became the fan base because they had a name for themselves now you know what i mean so I've always been an insane clown posse fan, so I paid attention to everybody in the scene, especially then because it was so interesting. They had a very cool like storyline. They had a very cool gimmick. How, and um, was it was it crazy to see something like that be born out of nothing? Like, because I remember like that just well, came out of left field. It was well field. before me. You, you know what I mean, though. Well like to come up with that gimmick and to keep it running with that—that's pretty wild. It's like, how did they even come up with that? Like, where does that come from? You know, like, can you let me in on that? I mean, because I've seen a lot of people. I've always Ish- seen Juggalos, but it's like Isham. Isham painted his face first for his uh, uh, his uh, homie album. You know what I mean? Uh, I forget, like, don't be a homie. I'm, I ain't your homie album or something like that. And he did it first. And they were a big influence. Or there was. Uh, their biggest influence was Isham, you know what I mean? And he kind of did it. And um, But when they came out, you know what I mean? It was funny. It was, like, really well-produced and mixed. The producer was amazing and uh, very catchy. And it was fun, you know what I mean? And as a kid, like, all the jokes were funny to us because it was, like, aimed for people like us, you know what I mean? So... Um, watching it unfold and watching it get big and stuff like that so was just it was cool to be a part of it, but it was cool to just be there as a fan. Now I've been to shows before anybody knew who I was and was just there enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like there, there's nobody like them when it comes to performing. Yeah. So um, fast forward after um, around the time Schoolhouse Block came out, um, there was a rumor going around that their label was looking for underground artists for this like showcase of their uh it was called tunnel runners the masters of the wicked shit and uh all my friends were getting hit up for it like you know across the country like my boy q strange out of providence rhode island mm-hmm. he was being hit up uh this kid named low-key out of pennsylvania was getting hit up and i was like what the fuck they ain't hit me up yet you know what i mean so i <laughs> called him yeah and I called him like, what the fuck, man? You know what I mean? You know, I'm out here doing shit. Like, what's up? And, um, well, send something in. You know, we'll see. I uh, sent in the song. They called me back like, yo, you know, they're very excited about having you on there. And they offered me a buyout for my song. And I went to um, Laid Black Productions to get it done. And um, I didn't talk to them. You know what I mean? I talked to their people. And... I sent in the song, and me and Mike Marshall got on the song. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to have anybody else, but I got him on there. Mike Measy. And, um, yeah, Mike Measy. And um, they loved the song. And they're like, but one thing, we don't we don't want somebody else on your song. Like, we told you, like, only you. Uh, I was like, that's fucking Mike Marshall. Like, yeah. Who the fuck's Mike Marshall? Legend. And I was like, I was like, he did the song Rumors. And they're like, Time X Social Club? I was like, yeah, they're like, what i was like he did fucking i got five on it like, yeah. what? and so they didn't say shit they're like fuck yeah you know what i mean so um after that i did the gathering of the, the juggalos and, and bonjay came up to me and asked me if i was me like we smoked a joint together and um just kicked it you know what i mean and he asked me to go on tour with him told me to keep my october open and as a big fan of uh of what they do 
I knew October was when they toured their uh, Hollow Wicked shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's a big thing in our genre, you know? So I was like, fuck yeah, they're probably going to ask me to be on Hollow Wicked, you know? And I got the call, and they're like, yeah, no, it's not Hollow Wicked, but the whole label's going out, and you're going to open for the whole label across the United States. Oh, I was like, fuck yeah. Hell I was like, yeah. how much do I get paid? They're like, not shit. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, damn. So, so I did it anyway, because I had to, you know what I mean? Hell what yeah. Say, no. You can't turn that on. I got like $10 a day sometimes, $20 a day sometimes to eat with. Jesus. Other times you just had to just ninja it out and figure out how you were going to eat and shower. And you know what I mean? They gave us a van though and paid for our gas, which was cool. And um, uh, another member had surgery on that tour that was opening up for the Halloween tour that was doing it at the same time. And he got sick. So they let me replace him. So I was on two tours at once and got to do the shows with them too. It's these big arenas and stuff. And um, for me, it was like just watching them. They're always on, you know what I mean? And watching them perform and like the shit that goes on backstage and how much fun it is. And, you know, like they get catered like Thanksgiving every show. So it was like cool. Like That's I was awesome. excited for those shows. I finally That's got back. to meet them, you know? Yeah. But uh, it was cool because, like I said, it was, it was one point where I also felt like, damn, I fucking did it. You know what I mean? I put myself in a position to be with these guys and their posters were on my wall and now they're like friends and you know what i mean i have like label offers with them oh, yeah. photo shoots with them and shit, yeah, you know what i mean so it was like really cool that's what i've always appreciated about them i always give them their props for doing that for me you know yeah. what i mean you worked for the experience you know which is probably fucking and very special exposure and too like we were talking about and dude. Yeah. Paying dues, paying for sure. Dues. Definitely paying dues. You know, I was getting paid shows before that, but and I was making decent money, but that one's like, no. Yeah. This, you're just going. You're going to go and you're going to do it. And like, I was like, all right, well, fuck it. You know, it's an opportunity. And I didn't know where I was going to lead at, so, you know what I mean? But those were some of the, the dopest times of my life. You know what I mean? The dead broke, making it from city to city. Uh, you know, sometimes I'd have to go in the parking lot at the sold-out shows and be like, look, for 100 bucks, I'll get you in right now. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, there you go. And I'm like, hold my, like, girls, I'd be like, hold my hand and pretend we're making out and uh-huh. I'm just going to drag you backstage. <laughs> and then, like, and then you're not supposed to do that. But I did it because that's what I had to do. Oh, but okay. then I'd get them in the building and push their ass in the crowd. You know what I mean? And I'd go back out and do it again. Or everybody's out to eat. Everybody's out to eat. Finally, we saved some money up so we could all go out to eat. Once everybody went out, I just grabbed all the money off the fucking table and just went out of the building. You know what I mean? We had to do shit like that. Fuck yeah. Paying dues, bro. And it's earnest right. Not only that, it's shaping the person who you became today. You know, like without that, without that storyline, without that past, you wouldn't be where you're at today, making new music, still do in the industry, making music, and uh, still out here surviving off of, off of making, doing what you love to do. And what's crazy is that, is that um, I was just telling a kid recently that he, he reached out to me and I was like, you know, um, it's like music, you get you get out of it what you put into it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's probably never like as much out of it as you do put in it. But, you know, if you grind every day and you make an effort to get seen or heard or, make, you know, just make it where you can't be ignored or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? That's, you'll see that. But once you get comfortable and start celebrating or just like, oh, I did an album, I can finally rest. It don't work like that. You know yeah. I mean? So it's, it's a, 
you know, I used to have to tell girlfriends, like, they'd go off to work and I'd sit at the computer all day and they can't tell what I'm doing. It looks like I'm just fucking around on the computer. But I was like, just because my job doesn't look like I'm doing shit and you come home tired, like, I'm tired too, but I'm tired mentally. I'm like, you know what I mean? And I would be making more money than them, but they would just not call it a real job because it looks like I stayed in one spot and I did shit all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But really, it's it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? And as an artist, you're not going to have a team when you first start. And sometimes you're going to have a team that sucks. You know what I mean? And it's better to do it by yourself. Or sometimes, uh, you know what I mean? You're going to be your biggest fan and supporter because if you stop, everything stops. This is your brand. You're like the the... The secretary, the fucking CEO, publicist, everything. You're you know the face, so, face of your brand. Uh, if you stop, the money stops. Mm. The offers stop. The hype stops. The likes stop. The retweets stop. All that shit stops. It all lies with, with the person who's in charge, and that's you. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's a, a lot of people's downfall. It's been my downfall a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Sometimes I just get tired and I, I don't do shit, and then you have to rebuild your career over and over again. You always have to invent yourself, reinvent yourself or figure out how to stay relevant or figure out how to grow with the trends or with just technology, period. If going from CDs where you're making a shitload of money to streams where it's not making a lot of money, you have to figure out how to make that same money back yeah. through different revenue streams. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, being an artist is, is not easy, man. And uh, a lot of people think they see one of these tours where you get fat paid but they don't know that you sat home broke before them tours because it it it's it's a lot of work man you know some people aren't, aren't built for it constantly grinding bro speaking of grinding man you just dropped a new album uh recently called death 11 tracks deep super dope album uh do you want to talk a little bit about that album and the mindset that was behind that album yeah kind of like what i, what I was just saying like you know the older i get and the more I'm built into the lifestyle of touring and drinking and doing drugs and fucking around, the more you expect that to continue when you get home and then it develops into be a, a lifestyle. And, um, you know, I've always dated like younger chicks or like, you know, a lot of the upcoming rappers in the studios or younger dudes. And like you surround yourself with these, these people that, are like at the age of partying and you're like, Oh yeah, you guys want to fucking, I'll show you what partying is. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and it, it become it became like a problem in my life where, you know, I couldn't turn that part of me off for a long time. You know what I mean? And I would get in trouble. I would, it would change who I was. And then, um, uh, things this like, you know, life, life will get in the way of, like your creativity in times and stuff will pause and i just found myself kind of just depressed and like fucked all kinds of shit up and like you know what i mean and i found myself in jail i found myself just you know what i mean doing drugs by myself or like drinking by myself and trying to like fill voids in my life and and just you know what i mean and like the music i was doing music the whole time but at the peak of where I just found myself like all fucked up and didn't know what to do and like didn't know if I can continue living the way that I was living. I started recording that album because I felt I had an opportunity to work with a uh, producer that I liked. So I was the plan was to record it in a week, 
but over like a six months period of six month period i was collecting songs and it kind of shows me going through the transition of being depressed and being like not sober and being all fucked up or being sad or being hopeless mm -hmm. and to where i fucking sat and just try to fix myself and then you see parts of me in the in it in the um on the album where i'm happy and like and i i have hope and i'm, I'm on a different you know what i mean like path yeah. so it's like it that album kind of kind of watches me grow from a personal level but still have all the darkness of a horrorcore album because there was a lot of darkness inside of me you know what i mean so like i was scared to put out this album because i felt like it wasn't horrorcore enough and it was more of a personal like a diary kind of thing but yeah. usually i'll if it's a personal song i'll mix the horrorcore in somehow but it was all real shit so i wasn't sure how people were going to perceive it or like or um be receptive to it or not and so far man like this is probably the fastest selling and the highest streamed album that i've ever had and the biggest Fuck hype yeah. that i've had and a lot of just being sober period like uh, bring me opportunities and and let me be clear-headed enough to recognize um, how good it is to be in my position and take advantage of it. Fuck yeah! Let's we, give a fucking shout out to hey, fucking. Hey, Martin if you're right able, there. if you're straight able up, to bro. do it off hey, of just straight music, up, you're fucking fucking doing it, boss shit right there. I love the fact that you're able to come through and be vulnerable on your album, and then also be humble in the success of it because uh, the fact that it's uh being received as it is is just a testament to your hard work and the dedication like you said just sticking with it that that get through itness and your uh, fans your fans your fans know and accept you and know exactly who you are yeah and we know, respect the fuck out and of that know that That's... people evolve and, know that, and it takes me a minute even myself to <sighs> accept that a, a true artist that i love changes and, you know, when artist changes, I might not be a fan of that. I might be a little upset. But at the end of the day, I still like that artist. And, you know, I'm going to grow with you. If you want to grow and you're making good music, we're going to grow together. And but we love it. We love it. But just keep the music a little bit trashy. Just a little trashy. I don't want it super yeah, clean. You know. <laughs> I just want it to kind of every once in a while sound like it used to. Just keep a little trashy. But other than that, I appreciate the growth for sure. I think it's, it's, it's crazy to me because, you know, like, there's been times where I've really fucked up and I've lost fans, or I've lost support, and I've lost, you know, um, friends or even a, a business relationships and stuff like that. But for the most part, my fans have seen me grow in different stages. They've seen my heartache. They've seen me go through breakups. They've seen me go to jail. They've seen me do some fuck up, drunken ass shit, and like, and have to like answer for it. You know what I mean? Like face it head on and. I knew it was going to happen, dude. I tried. Are you to, fucking serious right now? I tried to tell everyone that it was going to happen. Is it because over 40? We went a little bit long on the interview. But the interview was great. We were in the middle of one of the best answers of all time. In the history of questions to answers, this little game that the world plays where somebody asks a question and Call then somebody back. answers, this might have been the best answer of all time and we just got cut off by zoom hey shout out zoom that you haven't figured out your fucking technology yet to give us more than how many minutes 40 40 40 minutes. 
And let me ask you this though. My boy had so much more. <laughs> Mars was on a roll. Let me I ask you this it. though. We had more. He role. had more. He had a lot to say, and it's to have be a fan and be there and be ready for what he was gonna say. It's kind of a thank you, Mars. Ridiculous. I'm so sorry for this My fucking shit show of a show that we fucking run. <laughs> Are over we calling here. him back? This is a joke of a fucking podcast. Is it a callback or no? No, it's not. It's 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 a hey, stretch. It's a stretch, no. and we don't want to pay there the we extra. Zito, we're back. My bad. They only try to give us 40 minutes. You only get 40 minutes of free time. Otherwise, we're paying fifteen ninety nine a month, and we ain't paying that. <laughs> yeah, Zoom tried to fuck me real fast. They, they'll they'll fuck us all. They'll fuck us all quick. They always do. We're back. You're right in the middle. Like, I was just – I just told these guys when it cut off, of course – we're, we're a fan. We're, we grow with you. We're, we're talking about it. questions and answers. We're this ready. was one of the best yeah, answers we had throughout the whole night, and we just got cut off in it. So I'm sorry about that. That's on us. But no, nah, it's good. What I was saying is they've seen me go through so many stages that I guess, you know, it's it's important to put personal stuff on an album because you want your fans to feel you because they're going through the same shit. Or they want you want them to grow with you. Or they, they, you want, you know, I've had people be like, you know, you know, you, these songs have made me feel much better about my situation. Or it saved my life, which is crazy to me because half of them are about murder and shit. But yeah. um, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want my fans to know that, like, at the end of, of the day that I'm just a normal fucking person. I fuck up. I, I fall in love. Mm. I, I got married. You know what I mean? Uh, like... I'm just a normal person, so like my music, I'm putting my normal shit in there with it too, because it's just as dark as, as the rest of my music. You know what I mean? And I feel like as an artist, you know what I mean? I should be able to, I should. I'm lucky to have fucked up times in my life because it gives me something to draw from. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't say that I don't regret a lot of the shit, but I would say that I needed it to make music like that I'm doing right now. You know. And as as you've gotten more exposure and, you know, obviously that started early in your career, but over the years and like, um, say, family member, people that you're close to, new business partners, they hear the music and the type of music that you make. I mean, it's like I said in the beginning of the podcast, it's very niche. It's not a lot of people. Not there is a lot of people that listen to it, but not a lot of people can kind of understand it. Is that kind of tough to kind of separate the art from the artist and uh, kind of, you know, b- display yourself uh, as a different human being than actually your, the your music, music you portray? Yeah. I've been through moments in my life where I felt like I bought into my own hype. Okay. You know what I mean? And, or I've had to like fulfill this character that I built for myself. The and gimmick. other times I felt like I needed to, to water down my character with the person that I really am. You know what I mean? And I feel like because i was able to kind of have that balance i'm able to make more music than i normally wouldn't have tapped into you know what i mean i could do different styles some people some people lose it and they become the artist they don't just become them you're mario and you have mars some people don't be some some people don't know how to separate it so that's awesome that you can separate it but i think the healthy i think the healthy part is finding like you said the perfect balance. perfect balance yeah and that's awesome and some people can't though you know i've kind of I've kind of learned, like, as I get older, to just be myself with people. And, like, even in interviews, just be more open and, and kind of not, you know what I mean? Like, you hear rappers like, you know what I'm saying? We got this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like doing that shit. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's a struggle to do it because that's not really how you talk. And, like, you know, it just comes off as forced. I just like to have normal conversations with people and and just feel like, 
it's more natural that way. And I feel like the same thing with my music. If it comes naturally, then it's probably going to be good because it's coming from some type of place in my in myself that somebody's going to identify with because it's all human emotions. Even the dark shit, like the real dark shit, it's all human emotion to be that angry at somebody to to fantasize doing shit to somebody that you hate or don't like or that wronged yeah. you or whatever you know what i mean you saying so, that you saying that only opens the field for me to ask you how do you feel about when you hear that someone might have done something totally out of the blue totally unaggressive totally aggressive or totally totally in the dark side of maybe shooting up a school or shooting somebody and then maybe possibly being like oh one of my favorite artists was mars one of my favorite artists is such and such I, I, do you feel like the music had a touch in this or do you feel like as an artist you realize that everybody listens to bullshit all the time doesn't mean that they should be doing what they're doing i mean if you get to the point of snapping and doing some crazy shit like that you snapped you know what i mean so you're not thinking a lot against the rules you know what i mean now i understand somebody who was wronged by somebody and somebody getting revenge for that shit like that's that like oh fuck this guy did something to me i'm gonna do something don't make a lot of sense now my music i've talked about it but you know this genre is the kind of genre that we touch on shit like that because it's outlandish and it's offensive and you're trying to get reaction out of people and that's kind of how my younger self thought music was supposed to be you know what i mean and we still do that because it's almost like we're building a movie out of it. But for somebody who identify and think it's a good idea, it's just fucking crazy to me. You know what I mean? People don't do shit like that. No. Yeah, no, there there's I mean, people do do shit like that. It it's sad that we do live in a world where but people not normal fucking people. Not normal people, yeah. It's it's sad we do live in a world where people do some crazy outlandish shit and then uh, you know, when people deep dive into those people's character of course, they're going to find stuff to relate it. They're, everyone's trying to make it relatable or some shit. So music is something that they look at or movies and shit like that. I mean, and I'm sure that, the you know, you were probably on the interview because of the shit that happened in Texas this week or whatever. That shit was. You know, oddly enough, I, I'm not. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm glad I, to hear that. I'm glad to hear and that. I'm sure, and I'm sure that if I wanted to make it that, I could. But it's it's not my place anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when in my younger self, when somebody was like a horrorcore fan, it was an opportunity to kind of stick up for the genre if it was being blamed. Yeah. But now kind of, I distance myself from shit like that as much as possible because I, I just feel like I don't want to be known as somebody that is being blamed for shit like that. Because, so, yeah, it's better you know, for you to get away from that. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I was never really blamed for anything like that, but it was, Questions. The fact, like, you know, one of the things that, that happened, the kid was a huge horrorcore fan, 
and it made for a better story on the news for them to mention it. You know what I mean? Of course. And because they were mentioning it and nobody was picking up for it, I felt a, a duty to my community and my genre to kind of have somebody that would kind of shut all that shit down or represent correctly. You know what I mean? And um, and the opportunity comes up where it is being blamed or mentioned or looked at in a bad light. I felt like it would be my responsibility or somebody's responsibility to say something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, stick you, up for it. you definitely stepped up to the plate, fucking spoke up about it and answered all the fucking questions that were thrown at you, man. And which is dope. And uh, you stood your ground. And, uh, you know, a little bit about the character, the Hannibal Lecter mask, bro. Where does that come from? Is that just your love for, you know, the sil- silence of the lambs and that type of Hannibal Lecter character? Or, you or know. do you like mankind a lot? Or we like, like mankind, mankind like a motherfucker on this pancake. We love I, I, mankind. The first time I was in jail, I read his book, and I thought it was amazing. Sick, but, yeah. um, awesome. Have a nice day. Yeah, it's a great awesome. book. Great book. Um, well, you know, we were kids. You know what I mean? We were kids, and it was Halloween, and Jay Riz bought this little package of uh, – Look, it came with a Hannibal Lecter mask and a, and a um and a straight jacket, and he got the straight jacket, and I got the Hannibal Lecter mask because I couldn't afford my own little costume for yeah. pictures for Halloween, and I had like this crazy hair at the time, so when I put the mask on, the picture came out dope, and I was like, holy shit, I should always look like that, and you know, like the insane clown posse painting their face, and House of Crazies wearing a a hockey mask with their pumpkin logos on them, and like. You know what I mean? It, it it was just a better way to market yourself to me by having a look that nobody forgets. You know what I mean? Like the last interview I did, the kid was like, you're going to wear the mask, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. You know? But uh, well, something sure. to be remembered by. Yeah. I mean, when somebody and, – and it's also – like you said, marketing, it's the gimmick. Yeah. You got to create a character Hell yeah. to get behind. We're huge wrestling fans. I mean, not huge anymore, but when we were kids, we were huge wrestling fans. So it's a, I can understand the whole, like, let's get behind this gimmick. And then, like you said, it just becomes bigger than life itself. So you have to kind of live it. You lived the entire Mars gimmick the entire time. And it's super marketable having a mask. I mean, yeah, people are going to see you and be like, dude, come on, let me, let, me, let me see who this guy's about. Not many rappers wear masks. But. As time goes on, too, it's for me to sell me wearing a mask because nobody wants to wear my normal face on a T-shirt. You know? Right. Like, or the, the handled charms that we used to sell. You don't have to be a fan of mine to, in, to wear it. You know what I mean? You could just, like, Hannibal Lecter. It was just became easier to sell merchandise or um you know sometimes i meet people at parties or just you know around town relations owners around my area or if i go out to eat and i really like the restaurant i'll introduce myself to the the owner of the the, the restaurant and be like look you guys have 500 followers on instagram i'm close to a hundred thousand right now you know you should help me fuck you should let me like post your food you know what i mean like yeah. give me a well-plated food and i'll post it and um people be like oh yeah i follow you you're the guy with the mask yeah i already follow you you know what i mean they'll remember who that is yeah other than you know what i mean and it's it's an easier way for people to be like to not to, uh, not necessarily be like familiar with my music but it will leave a lasting impression you know what i mean they know who the fuck you are yeah, yeah. bro straight up in the earlier days i was like that's oh mars that's the dude with the fucking mask that raps from the bay yeah but uh 
definitely yeah. makes you you. And, you know, and it's almost, you know, even with the stuff that I'm doing now, like in the community, it's weird to do something good for the community, but still be known as the guy with the Hannibal Lecter mask. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? But still, it works good because people will identify both things like the music and like my my community outreach but they'll know who to hit up if they want to help you know and they know what they're looking for if they look me up on instagram if they even put up like at mars and look for me a million will come up still and but i'll still have me in a mask and they know that's the right one you know what i mean hell yeah it helps for a lot of stuff you know what i mean especially right now that um i'm getting into brand partnerships um, there's so much you can do with it, you know what I mean? Like, my Halloween's going to be crazy. I have so much cool shit coming out with some of my favorite brands ever, you know what I mean? And you're, it makes sense to do it with me on Halloween because I'm the guy with the mask. You're ahead of the time on Corona, too. You got a mask. You're in the zone. Come on. <laughs> exactly. So, you know what I mean? I, as, I have an ad coming out um, with a beverage company that's really big from New York. And the ad that's coming out, it's going to be posters that are like, you know, like they started selling them around here. That's how I found out about them. And now, now they're selling them everywhere. But on Halloween season, I'll have posters at every store that sells them that says uh, for when you're dying of thirst and has me like holding it with the mask on. You know what I mean? Uh, and yeah. it works because of Halloween, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. yeah. Congratulations, dude. Do you have, are you now that, uh, you know, there's concerts and shit. We're on the other end of this coronavirus thing. Hopefully, uh, are you going out and playing more shows? And do you have any shows that you want to tell us about that are upcoming? Maybe we can come out and catch you. Uh, on July 25th, I'll be with Oh the Horror and Mr. Gray and America's Most Haunted in Sacramento at the Gold Field for their 10th, 10th anniversary party of Oh the Horror. It's a, an act that's on. Uh, Magic Ninja Entertainment, oh, wow. uh, Twisted Label. Magic um, I'm kind of staying away from shows still right now because, like I said, I'm like 60 days completely sober, and I don't really like to um, be around alcohol and be in a club environment too much just yet. So I'm I'm waiting till I'm ready. But I am booking shows right now in advance for when I feel like I'm gonna be ready. But um, most of right now, man, I'm really focused on all the, the community outreach and and trying to um, build that, you know what I mean? Like, my music is one thing, and obviously that kind of keeps the train rolling, but um, the opportunities that I'm getting to actually help people and the relationships I'm building through helping people is, like, something that's very rare in our community and it's kind of crazy that like i'm the person that's kind of stepped up to do it because i'm totally not qualified to do it and i feel like there's other people that are more qualified nah, to you're qualified you're qualified my man you don't sell yourself <clears throat> short you are plenty qualified you've been out there and you've seen it and you're you got your yeah, you're you got your game. thumbprint on the streets you know you got the heartbeat you know what it is well it's a learning experience you know what i mean yeah. and i feel like my business partner and i um it's a lady that I've known a long time and um, one of my best friends and she's a, a business owner here in town. And, um, we've set out just doing this on foot, you know what I mean? This uh, was feeding the homeless people and like uh, just people in need and just doing that, you get to learn people's stories and you get to learn that people aren't on drugs out here that are homeless. People are working and they just choose to live like this because it's easier or sometimes shit fell out 
from underneath them. And, you know, I met a kid that used to be a caretaker for his father and the, the state would pay him to take care of his father. And then when his father, he couldn't take care of his father. It was gone and there was the bills and he couldn't afford it and it got taken away from him and now he's homeless. And now he's on drugs because what else? that's what people do on yeah. the street. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, yeah. he was just somebody that that's the card that was dealt to him. And now he's cold and he's hungry and he needs a hand up. And, you know, you, you, it's a learning experience for me, not only to learn what makes people be in these situations and it changes from person to person um, and what resources are out there and what's available. But it's, it's a learning experience for me to figure out how to approach each situation and who to link them up with and who, you know what I mean? Like, how can I do this for real with the resources that I got and the brand partnerships that I got or the sponsorships that I got? And it was, it was my way at first just to give back because I was doing really well. And I felt like, you know, if I could help out, I should. And it, and it came to be where like the mayor just posted me on his stuff Wow. And I was like, holy yeah. shit, the wow. mayor just posted me on his Facebook. You <laughs> wow. know what I mean? I had lunch with him and they posted about it. But because of that, people were like, well, they're listening to you. And I have all these ideas for fundraising, <laughs> but they're not answering my, my emails and the city's not answering my calls or not returning my calls. But you got their attention. Why don't me and you do something and you get the city's back? And I'm like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, So it's like stuff like that. I learned other people's causes and other people's passions and other people's concerns. And I'm starting to like dip my toes in the little things around the city or just not even just the city. Cause I, in this area, there's many cities around here that are all like one community. You know what I mean? So like Bay area, just, uh, just learning about, just learning about the problems in many different areas and, and seeing how I can help or who I can meet to kind of see how they do things or what their ideas are, or how I can help, you know what I mean? And I feel like it it's a good thing to do anyways, but I feel like maybe this is my calling, you know what I mean? And I feel like the, the music is getting me the attention and the attention is helping me get resources. So it's like, it works good together, you know? That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Keep we, doing what you do. Yeah, we appreciate all the work you do inside your community and outside the community even further. Like you said, the all, all the communities in the Bay Area, it's like one big, big city. Uh, so we appreciate all the work that you put in out there. Just getting the attention is enough right there. Just, just to let yeah. people know what's going on and that they know that they're getting the attention that they wouldn't see from somewhere else, but they're seeing it through you. It's no. just plenty right there. For sure, getting eyes on the problem. Yeah. We appreciate you spending your Friday night with us, man. And uh, oh, man. going over time and everything, we appreciate all that. It's amazing to be taking Like, I'm glad you guys are. The awareness for the need. I, I need more volunteers. I need more donations as far as, as hygiene products and clothes and tents and mattresses and shit like that. So if I'm able to talk about that to you guys, you never know who's listening that could might help. Uh, somebody else send us I mean? send us the info. and like it's, it's crazy too because the, mu the music gets mentioned along with it when somebody else takes notice of my yeah. efforts so it kind of works hand in hand you know they both help each other out and at the same time it's 
the cause is to help people, period. You know what I mean? It's all kind of like just working out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. crazy. It's just, the more good you do, the more good comes back, I guess, too. Hell yeah. Send us that info for uh, where we can help out and where we could donate. And we'll pump it up. We'll, 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 we'll put that out. We'll also help out and uh, throw some money in that because uh, we'd love to help your cause. You're a great dude. Thank you once again for joining us on this Friday, Mill Crates and Microphones, and spending time with us and opening up and talking about some uh, stuff that uh, you didn't have to talk to us about, but you did, but you and did. we really do fucking appreciate that, man. You're From real the bottom dude, of bro. our hearts, you're a real Thank dude. Thank you, man. Hell yeah, I dude, appreciate bro. you guys for sure, man. Shout out to us. I wish I could come down and, and just kick it with you guys like that. You know what I mean? That, that was the plan. Anytime, man. Anytime the door's open to you and whenever you feel comfortable, uh, and we'll we'll clean the place out if you if that's need be. But uh, whatever need, <laughs> whatever you need us to do, we'll take care of that situation to have you in the room. We would love to have that. So in the future, though, that's the uh-huh. come. Milk crates a microphone. Yeah, and shout bars. outs from us. Shout out from us from MCMP. We're here for you, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate all the love. Go check out my new album. This Death EP is out right now yeah. on Madden Sanity Records and Empire. It's my greatest work to date. Support, you know what I mean? And if you don't support that, support a good cause and come fuck with me and uh, yeah. let's help some people out in the community. Hell yeah. yeah. We appreciate you, bro. And we definitely will be helping out and we'll be talking to you soon. And hopefully, like we said, we can get together. And uh, thank you once again for joining Milk Crates and Microphones. This is Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, thank you, bro. We appreciate peace, you, dog. Peace, bro. It's all good. Thank you, guys. You're a real one, dog. We really appreciate you. Peace, peace, peace. peace. All right. That was Milk Crates and Motherfucking Microphones. Yeah, another fucking good dude. What, we talk about it every time. Another good down to earth, just fucking good ass dude who did not need to spend his Friday no, evening with us here at Milk Crates and Microphones. And not to go through all the issues that we went yeah. through. I mean, we had. I mean, it's just Milk Crates and Microphones fashion. I, I, we have not, not, a, not ran as away late, from. Not we, as of late, we have not run away from the dumpster fire. Oh, as of late, yes. I mean, a li- okay, a little. Some audio here, issues yeah, here, okay. but like we today. don't run away from the dumpster fire moniker. <laughs> no, we are it. This is Milk Crates and Microphones, but we do a good job of. I mean, in house. This is the B Sick Productions in house. Yeah. Like we just put it together how we put it together, yeah. and it works out. And Mars. I want to say thank you very much for uh, toughing it out with us through some of the technical difficulties, getting everything running, then also the shutoff, and then coming back, and then also, also giving us some of the best answers. <laughs> Jesus. Some of the best answers that we've had. He was a great conversationalist. For and sure. That, that interview could have gone another hour. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> thank, thanks, everybody, for watching, for checking that out. Uh, we really appreciate it. Go check out other episodes on YouTube. And also, you can find the podcast on all your... You dirty son of a bitch. How dare you sell the show right now? We're not even there yet. You don't got to Well, I'm just letting us? people know oh, right now, real? though. You but mean? you can you can find the podcast on all yeah. your podcast apps on uh, Apple iTunes, on Podbean, Spotify. on Spotify. You know, Everywhere. We're, we're Milk Crates. We're Milk Crates. Go check out Milk Crates on microphones. Google that motherfucker. Subscribe. Maybe give Subscribe. us a Please like. Do. Tell your friend. How about tell your friend? Check so, out some other like, great interviews. Follow just tell, tell your friend that does so much more tell your buddy okay. tell your grandma tell your fucking mom tell T- your cousin yeah, show tell s- your neighbors show neighbors somebody. show somebody buddy. and once again thank you mars uh 
Dude. Cool guy. Cool guy. And he ran with the questions. We hit him with all the questions we thought we should. Yeah. We hit with all of them, and he was a good, good time. When I when yeah. I talked about his catalog being big, I mean, he has tons oh. and tons of music out there. Go yeah. check it out. You can't miss him. Mars, MC, rapper. Check you know out. Uh, to tell him, you know what I wanted to tell him and, before he left? What's that? Put your seatbelt on. Why do you like that? I just wanted to tell him that. Why? Why? Because he was chilling. Just, you know, check out the was man. He, in the whip? he was in the whip. He was in the whip. I wanted to say, put your seatbelt on. We didn't even get to Live know what, what, what kind of whip was it. I'd be like, Live, hey, drive safe. It looked very nice. It, it looked like, you it was know what? spacious. It looked spacious. You know how I know it looked nice? Because you said it was a whip. I thought he was in a house. See? See, that's it how nice spacious. it was. All right, and was they call the that shit Pimp My Ride, Woo! dog. And his ride is probably pimped the fuck out. Hey, go download. Fuck out check of here. out. You think Mars is out here trying to get Pimp My Ride? The Death EP by yeah. Mars. Oh, yeah. That's the you're, fucking. You're, you're a real sick son of a bitch. Album. You know that, right? You're a real yeah. sick son of a bitch. You know that, right? Me? This guy? Yeah, because I like you so much. Great interview, though. Great. Mars great dude. Fantastic. I love when you're able to have a conversation with somebody and. It doesn't have to feel like an interview. It more feels like you're just talking. Like you're catching up. Yeah, yeah. You're catching up with a homie. This and he seemed like go. he was catching up with the homie. chill dude. He was He's kicking it. it. Yeah. I love it. I couldn't deny the fact doing, that, that he seemed chill. He hey, seemed doing, chill. doing big things in the Bay. Doing big, dude, big huge things. In the bay, and community. Community-wise as well. Uh, we, talk, sure. we were talking earlier about music that's going to last forever. And I think something that is more impressive is when your imprint on a community lasts forever. You know what I got to ask next time we talk to you know somebody? What I mean? Yeah, bro, for sure. I, if you can, if you can have an oh, imprint yeah. where you, he's they affecting just put society your name on a wall. They put your name on a wall because backpacks you did some shit. Yeah, backpacks for children. Backpacks for children. Good shit, man. You're doing good things, bro. Good Let shit. me ask you this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good shit for Mars. When you're a rapper yeah. and you're doing big things, and then you slow down for a little while, do you go on unemployment? I don't know. How does that work? Son, no, I want to go. FMLA? No, I want to go. Do you want to? I mean, I just know none of that. You <laughs> son of a bitch. I didn't ask that. I said, do you go? Do you mean, like, do you, do you stop? Like, do you uh, wait till the next album comes that's out? What I, like, how does that work? Because that's, that's your source of income. Like, yeah. you know, that's what I want to know. I mean, during summer vacation, I usually go on EDD. So I don't know. Maybe rappers do They're too. Always. Every dick delicious. <laughs> he goes on EDD. They're always brother. hustling, though. They're always making money. How about you play a little something. beat for me, my friend? You want it? Well, you know, who's got a song pit? Song picks. I got a song pick. The motherfucking, the motherfucking week. week. I got what? a song pick. What is it? Mm. You What's your it? song pick of the motherfucking week? You know, I, I, I didn't even say it because we can't even afford these songs. You know, and it really sucks. If talk we to me what about what I can't songs. afford. All right. Well, how about this then? You know, I, I don't even not a fan of Juice World. Not a fan at all. But I could be a fan. You were just sitting here telling us no, you were I'm a not, fan. No, I'm not a major Sig, fan. Can you I can't, please okay. get on the mic and Wait, call this Sig, out? Sig, I yeah, can't what are you be, talking about I can't right be now? A, you just you literally just said you were. Sig, Sig, I'm a fan. But I'm not, I can't say I'm a real fan. I wouldn't say that I'm a fan because I like a few songs here and there. So you're a fake fan of a no, dead no, man? No, 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 How dare you? The disrespect of a poor man. How dare you be a part of the dead man of a dead fan of a dead man? How dare you be a fake fan of a dead man? All I'm saying is. You guys hear this self-handicapping, backpedaling All I'm saying is. What I'm about to say is. I'm not I'm not a number one fan. Okay. I would be a fan of his music, but I'm not a not a number one okay. like mm. fan fan. You know yeah, what I mean? Okay. I'm a fan, but I'm not a fan fan. He's a fan, but not a fan fan. Okay. I'm a fan of you know who's he's not the a boys. I'm a fan of the boys, but not I'm not, a, you know I wouldn't be just a fan. I'm a okay. fan fan of the boys. Okay, uh, he's not a fan of squared. Give me burn. Give me burn by Juice World. Give me burn. All right, hey, Juice does have some fire. I ain't gonna lie. I Give do like songs just called burn. I do like Juice. Anyways, we're here and the Giants are getting their ass whooped. And I'm like, I thought the game started at 8.45. The game started early. We're already getting whoopy McGuppies over here. Yeah. Well, the A's are up by one. I like your style, my friend. 
Let's go, baby. Time to get 20. What side are you watching? Hulu? <laughs> Not watching any at the moment, but I'm watching the score. I like your style. You're a six out of the bit. Yahoo Sports. Yahoo! I remember those commercials. Remember that? I do remember that. It was always that, that crazy shit. All right, so this is the song that's going to get us shut down tonight. It is... Burn by Boy Juice. You want to say that with a little bit more love? This your motherfucking dead boy, your He's boy. He's a dead man. Oh, dude. how dare you always be so disrespectful? It's your boy Juice World out here with your boy, which the song was supposed to be unreleased, and the song's called Burn. Off the top freestyle. That's what they say. I don't know, but if it's true, I'm a more of a fan. Six says it's true. Oh, it's true. It's Sig damn was there. Sig true. Was Burn, 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 burn. Burn by Juice World. Money ain't the answer. Sorry, that was loud. It's not too bad. That was good. No, man, I like, he I like actually starts killing it after that. Some Juice World. Really all does. freestyles. All freestyles. If it's true, much more respect. If it's if it's just a false, maybe. Oh, it's true. Yeah. It's damn true. Well, Sig, what would you Sig, have for us? No, uh, I'll go next. What I'll you go, go, I'll go, go with okay, for us? Go. Uh, hey, you uh, could go or I could go. Whatever. You, you might have to play the flute a little bit with that. I know you're. I know you're an instrument player. You might have to play the flute. Oh, it's just the um, the Irish. Uh, Look, you can see it. You can see it. There's a little bit of a hole in the middle. So play the flute, my friend. It's actually uh, whatever instrument it is. You know what it is, my friend. You know how to play it. I'm sure we've all played that instrument. I've played it many times. It's called the smoke, uh, the smoke whistle. Play the smoke whistle for me. This is that one. Oh man, I don't know what I want to play right now. Play this, something tight. This is that flute that they uh, found. Sig, on the... Sig, take over. Okay. Play something. I'm gonna play something really tight. This is one Alabama. of the most hip hop songs you'll ever hear. Pete Pablo, Pete Pablo helicopter. Here we go. No, I was gonna play. I wanted to play something that was good, close to my heart, but I'm gonna go off the heart. Yeah. Here is a dope ass hip hop song. 
by it is called her. Drop Bass, and it is by your boy Sage Francis off of one of his first albums, Sick of Waiting Tables. And this is Feet, a uh, really dope rapper that I have no idea what happened to vocab, but I'm pretty sure he's out there killing it still. What's out there? This is, is Drop Bass, Feet, vocab. Great song. Sage Francis. Flash the next thing. It's simple, but you don't know if they laugh at or laugh with you. Specifically, past issue, their activities asked to shut. I break their jaw, but I'm not sure if this glass of crystal blow a fast whistle on ass pimples will say they blast the pistol. It's a cash candle, their career's a juggling gamble. Too much struggle to handle. Our commercial cucker command you. Cucker, commercial command you. What? To be a trend, to be a fact, to be something brand new. The origin was under. All right, that was Drop Bass by Vocab and Sage Francis off a of sick of waiting tables. One of the dopest album mixtapes or whatever it's not one of his official studio albums that shit's but hard. you got to go look Hell for on. it and it's got uh um as the day grows old with slug on it it's got sorry with with soul on it it's got um i mean the people that are on this dj abilities idea blueprint six two dj premiere the underground kid rhyme i mean mf doom Hella people on this album. Nope, not MF Doom, but Aesop Rock. How dare you say that? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, it was somebody else. That was somebody else. That was somebody else's. It was MF Doom in a mask. Who? Uh, who's going next? Six turn. Song Sig. Picks. Uh, Sig. Hit us with that was my song. Pick. Was that hip hop? Great. Was it hip hop? Yes. Sig. Kill us. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just gonna. Um, I just never know because Matt <laughs> never pays attention to it. Yeah, yeah, so that's what he wants to say. <laughs> but I heard the goddamn whole song. You son <laughs> of a bitch. Well, okay. He's usually trying to get two. <laughs> I'm ready for another. Yeah. Well, you know, I, well, this is a little bit of a horrorcore based podcast. This is uh, one of my favorite artists who's considered hip hop, but also can be can be considered horrorcore. Who is it? Uh, sadistic. Oh, I like your style. And give me the track called Kerosene Dreams. Ooh, I like your style. Kerosene Dreams. Play, play, play. By kerosene. Sadistic. And uh, give me that little banger. Kerosene. Kerosene. Didn't you, take, didn't you take like firefighting? Kerosene? Uh, it's not kerosene. Kerosene. Kerosene? 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 
You want me to spell it for you? Yeah. It's with the K and an E and an R. Oh, My cousin K followed by e an O. One of the sponsors of the podcast just no. texted us in and asked if he could do a call and interview. I told him no. Who? DS. Why? I told him no. You know why? I told him. I said, uh, so you sold everything? You're no longer a sponsor? Stop it. We, we'll talk about this later. This is Sadistic with Kerosene Dreams. Start it song over pick. for me. Start it over for me. Did he use the... Oh, that son of a bitch. He Thank used you. that? That dirty bastard? He did. Evil Dead using nigga? What is this, Sigur? Evil Dead. Kerosene Dreams by Sadistic. Some pedestals, she loves me now. My pedestal, her head's so full of ghosts that if I open it, I'll let them go. Sepul cool, left them sort of exit wounds and peck a poke. so heavy headed, heaven knows this is my hecatomb. Temple boy, second guess my efforts to the echoes roam. Tremor low, my tempers tremble slow. Temperatures to temper low. Tentacles attached to temples for my mental. Sipping so my melanoma slowly growing on my mental. Defend my territory, kill them like a teratoma. Murder like it's terra from a trauma. Coming through this terra from a tear to derma. Circus circumventing persons of a certain setting. I'm a serpent. Like a serpent, I'm a servant. Come behead me any minute. I'm a murder. My reflection, if looks could kill, I burn the ones who turn in my direction. Don't try me, I'm a daily chore. Dying for the sake of war. Maybe I'm just paranoid, but I see 1984 inside my mind. Let's take a tour. Thousand miles away from shore. All my words are made of ores. Metal in my veins, they're made of ore. Or I'm a bore. I'm so ugly, I'm a bored. I'm a boarded bores chewing on my corpse. Yeah, I'm rigor, rigor, mortar, snorting. I'm all gonna torture and My scorn born on a scorched earth. Torrential downpours. Pouring on our pores and porcelain Somebody should have hung me in that orchard Kerosene dreams on the things that I've seen Tear off my wings and they tear if my screams Careless are we, they don't care if we bleed Kerosene dreams, please carry me too Kerosene dreams on the things that I've seen Tear off my wings and they tear if my screams Careless are we, they don't care if we bleed Kerosene dreams, please carry me too Sadistic with kerosene dreams. Jesus, that was some dark shit. It was dark. Kerosene, kerosene. Okay, I like what, it. However you want to pronounce kerosene? it. Kerosene. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Kerosene. Yo quiero scene. All I know that that word from is, uh, hey Marv, does this rope smell like kerosene? Yep. yep. What's that one from? <laughs> Home Alone. Home Alone, Home Alone too. when he's climbing down the rope. He's like, I don't remember They're climbing that, down Marv. and they're like, hey Marv. Does this rope smell like kerosene? He says that. I don't remember that. Show me it. I remember the no, movie, we're obviously. Not gonna, we're not going to. Oh, like you don't got that. time? Who are you? We tonight? don't have time on this show. This show is already running very, yeah. very, very long. So we'll, we'll, we'll we're gonna, let's wrap it up. up. Let's wrap it up. Part two. Uh, let's wrap yes, it up. That's what I love to hear, Sig. You're the man, Sig. Wrap it up. It's your boy, Billy Prislin. I'm over here. Thanks for tuning in to Milkers Microphones. Yeah. This is John Goodman, and this is our boy fucking Tommy McKellen. And we're out here tonight Dang. doing this. Thanks again. Milk crates microphones. Always. What's going on over there? Are we dying? Are we losing? And with that, we are wrapping up this podcast. I want to say once again, thank you to our guest, Mars, for sh- coming out and spending extra time with us, going over the, a lot of time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we did a we had a great conversation, and we really respect that Very guy. Very cool. Very Can't cool wait guy. to have him back on and hopefully one day be in the studio 
But until then, you can go check out this episode and more episodes on YouTube. Go check out the clips on Instagram. Also, watch the podcast on uh, YouTube or also listen to the podcast on all the podcast apps like Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, wherever the fuck you listen to your podcast. Thank you, Yamas, for coming out and doing your fucking thing. Of course, thing. of course, of course. Sig, thank you for your contribution. Oh, hell yeah. Always, we really appreciate all the listener, all the pit milk people for uh, joining in, participating, and also supporting all of us because without you guys we wouldn't be still sitting here doing this today almost four years later we're coming up on that four-year mark so <laughs> check us out no that. Of microphones. we got a podcast older than your kid get uh, it together now here. get it together out here Woo! matt i love you brother we'll be back again right? i love you too but guess what god didn't create this shit we did and we're going to continue to create this shit any chance we fucking get so you know what bear with us milk people we're here for you so stay with us and guess what thanks again hell yeah and I just want to say that uh, despite all the speed bumps and hiccups that this podcast has gone through, and as much as we proclaim it as a dumpster fire, it is not that. This is one of the most pristine podcasts pristine. that you will listen to or Mint. watch. It's Mint. a three-camera fucking all productions, all hands-on-decks production. So hey. respect it or not, we don't really give a fuck. But as always, don't kill yourself, America. Swap the decks. Hey, this we is, love you. This is Prestige Worldwide. Peace the fuck out. Peace, Prestige. Peace, peace. peace. Say goodnight, John. Goodnight, John. Yep, 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 yep.